Welcome to episode four of the show. I'm your host, Endgamer, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Yo Blazer. They call me an old-fashioned guy because tears of joy, I do cry when the rallies go home to die. <laughs> always a pleasure. Very much agreed. Uh, we're looking like we're going to have a, a pretty straight-up bracket the rest of the way. Fingers crossed about Diva next round, but honestly, I'm not scared. Okay, uh, aside from that, we've got one of our all-time great guests joining us today as well. Say hello to Mr. Kamikaze Potato. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for that gracious introduction, and I'm really glad to be back on the show. Although I was promised free food, and you know it's not here, but you know it's still it's still all right. Yeah, just hang around another three hours and uh, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, right. Pac-Man ate it all, dude. He's running wild. <laughs> so much going on this past week. We have had eight upsets just in the last week. Wild, uh, crazy results. And today we could be looking at number nine. So we have to start there. Yo, I gotta I gotta talk this over with you. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I got to tell you about this guy. He has tangled with the Shadow Broker. He's Ooh. gone toe-to-toe with the Krogans. Oh, he, has, he has taken on an entire army of Reapers. But today, this guy? today, this man, Commander Shepard, has finally met his match. He's run into, the, run into the one true king of the jungle. Bow down to King K. Rule. Making it happen against Shepard. What do you have to say about this result, yo? I I can only imagine that there are some people on the board, maybe some people all over the site, who are looking at this and they're pretty pissed off. Um, I don't I don't think I'm one of those people, but I'm looking at this and I'm just really confused because I mean, we've seen Western characters line before you know years after they they're at the apex of their exposure and popularity we've seen smash boost characters before but i mean come on in the words of that girl from the matrix like not like this you know <laughs> this is this is insane like five years ago this would have been a tripling and now he's now shepherd is losing someone he probably would have been tripling five years ago you know that it's, it's an amazing change, and it just leads to, to so many questions. Like, how big is the Smash boost? Like, how, how much can a Western character really tank, you know, just a few years after the height of their exposure? Because remember, Commander Shepard, you know, beat Ares. Like, Commander Shepard has get, had good matches before. Even before Shepard was at his most popular, I think he put up, like, 40% on, on Pikachu. So he... Like, he comes to play. He's not some fodder. And, and right now, he's, you know, losing. He's actually losing against a character who's had two minutes to smash, and that's it. So I don't, I don't think I'm, uh, 
I don't think I'm pissed off about this result, but I feel like I'm pissed off on behalf of other people because I feel like <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, if I cared about Mass Effect, I would be really pissed off. It's like, so like in the in the Ocelot and DDD match, there was one guy in the stats topic who posted, uh, Ocelot, are you for real right now? Um, which is probably my favorite post of that match. And I didn't feel that way then, but now I'm like, Shepard, are you for real, man? Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty brutal. So... Uh, on the plus side, our timing could not be better because we got yep. to talk about one Mass Effect character fighting for their lives last week, and now we get to do it again. Uh, there's been something like five lead changes. We're going to give you live updates throughout the show. As it stands right now, Shepard is behind by five votes. Uh, wow. King ba- barely surged ahead of him. Now, the crazy thing about this result to me is Shepard was pushing to 51% only about an hour ago. And it looked like he was going to slowly build that lead overnight, and then he was just going to have to sustain it during the day, like Garrus did, and it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But all of a sudden, King K. Rule has come roaring back. Granted, it was never a, a large lead to begin with. Um, but here, here's my problem with this, KP, is we, we discussed this a little bit earlier uh, before we were recording, and, and it's like the thing that bailed Garrus out was Final Fantasy Tactics not being as available in Europe, which gave Mass Effect a huge advantage. But Donkey Kong Country seems pretty universal. Like, I don't think there's going to be that big European swing to add hundreds of votes to a lead overnight. So do you think Shepard is is cooked here, KP? What do you think? So... I think because the day votes generally been been weaker this year, I feel like Nintendo usually peaks in the first like couple hours, and gen- then starts to decline. And their day votes haven't been great, but I really was expecting Shepard to not be fighting for his life at this point. It's it's kind of it's kind of tough to call honestly. Like I can I can actually you know envision a future where Shepard goes into tomorrow with like a hundred vote lead and just goes away. It's 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 not something I really thought would be possible before today. It was like something I had in the back of my mind. Like, you know, every Smash character is scary right now. What if it loses to Shepard? Ah, that can't happen. But here we are. It's just it's just weird to look at this poll. How is this real? I'm not going to say I'm a genius and I knew this was going to happen, but I did go super low on Shepard in my Oracle. I think I had him at 53%. And then I was reading the uh, analysis crew write-ups on this one, and Tran Man said there's probably a 1% chance that King K. Rool could do something here. And then the guest, I forget who that was, apologies, but they're like, 97% chance Shepard's got this. And I said, have you guys been watching the last week? <laughs> I, yeah. Granted, granted, based on everything we've seen before and previous X stats and what we've seen in other contests, yes, it should be like a 3%, 1% kind of chance. But you have to consider it a legitimate uh, possibility of this upset after the Western characters have been falling on their faces, the character that stands out in match picks more, that's more iconic, that's more nostalgic, is getting every kind of advantage, and then you get the Nintendo factor on that, and you get the Smash factor on that, and then you get on how how Mass Effect has, has fallen off in, in the last five years. Do you want to touch on that a little, Yo? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, as, as far as you know, you know, I believe uh, we were first talking about who we think's got this maybe rolling forward. I, I, at this point, I would give the slight edge to Shepard. But 
Yeah, as as bizarre a world as this seems, look at it on the screen, when you factor in the combination of all of the, those different things, I mean, you've pretty much at this point got to give Nintendo you know, at least a semi-plausible chance in pretty much every match there. I mean, if King K. Rule can do this against a guy who there's a chance might still be pretty legit, you know, then nothing's off the table. I mean, Captain Falcon could go well into the 40s next round against Sephiroth, and I wouldn't even blink an eye at this point, because look at what Dude, we're watching right now. That you know? board vote is going to be amazing to watch. Yeah, when you look at all of the different factors that have led to Nintendo dominating, you pretty much have to give them a shot in every single match they're in. And, you know, there's another thing that I wanted to, to touch on, which we also discussed earlier. It's I feel like it's getting harder and harder to vote for generic, um, humanoid, real person-looking dude when they're up against a really appealing, like crazy-drawn fantasy cartoon or anime character. And if you just kind of squint your eyes a little bit in today's matches and you just ignore Ryu's match, the first one, you've got three humanoid characters in a row just staring sadly at the voter, knowing that they're going to get their asses kicked by the cartoon characters right next to them. And that's exactly what's happening. And when you actually look at it like that, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I think Quiet, like, overslept and got up to the photo shoot, like, really late. She didn't brush her hair. She kind of forgot her makeup. And she's, like, blinking while they took the picture. And they only had one take. So, you know, that's her match pick now. Making no noise with this performance. You know what would help mitigate for that kind of and i agree with you yo it it's been a huge advantage so far in every result i mean it, it seems like it all started with the gordon freeman match and we were making yeah. excuses and saying oh people are really mad at valve and to some extent i think that's true but i think the bigger thing that ushered in is this huge factor of not not just iconic characters but just standing out in the match picture and being a cartoon character or an anime girl certainly helps with that um they're way overperforming. And, and so Gordon got dumped on for other reasons as well, apparently. Um, but what I would say is what could mitigate against that is saying, hey, I have an entire community of people. A lot of them have Photoshop. A lot of them love to make match pictures. And they could make cool match pictures where every one of these characters looks their very best every time. And they would do all the work for me, and I would just select them and then run those on the front page instead of using these same pictures that have been very disadvantaged again for the second round uh crazy thought but maybe there's a certain fan out there that will get uh get an idea based on that thought um because i guarantee you i guarantee you if zen made the match pictures today it would look a lot different for aqua quiet zen would have made like three versions of each individual character's match picture that guy is crazy in a good way yeah so has there been Pretty much confirmed that we're getting the... I mean, we're getting these same pictures for round two, right? I think we're getting them for round three as well. Oh, wow. I feel like it pretty much has... It has... I mean, he would have needed to make the topic a a week ago if we were going to do it for round two. So I think the only chance now would be to try to get something in for round three. But since the first three rounds all use the same format of four matches a day, it seems likely he's going to stick with the same thing through all three, which is sad. And then we basically have the Thanksgiving break to make our own pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more or less. So what I'm hoping that this will imply to look on the brighter side is I think that he's trying to streamline contests 
Um, because like looking through match pictures, even if he's not making that, that probably did take effort to, you know, upload each individual match picture and just set it all up. I feel like he, he's trying to get this thing set up where like the first two, three matches, like, okay, I get a recognizable pick four matches a day. Just let it run. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause in the past making contests has honestly, it's probably not been a good use of this time. I, I think he only does it cause he likes contests. I can't imagine it's actually that beneficial for the site. Yeah. But he did say he wants to do more of them, so I think he's trying to find ways to make it easier on himself. With that said, I, I do hope that in the future, um, he will at least let us like help him choose the round one picks. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was just going to say, you can make it a lot easier for yourself if we if you gave it, us the bracket right away. Like, give us the bracket, give us a week, and say, get me great match pictures for all 120 characters. We would absolutely get on it and do it for you. And exactly. Then, I, I was, yeah. and, and then if, if we choose one that's like, really off you can say fine this this one was not good enough someone make me a better picture for quiet and then we would whip it up in a couple hours and you'd have it like you still right. have control but let us help you out a little like all right. and i thought it's the exact same thing and i mean even if somebody were to make the claim that oh it might not be fair if we get the bracket a week earlier than everyone else because we get to study it more or whatever which is sounds kind of silly but i could see where you know, somebody might levy that complaint because at the end of the day, I guess, you know, there is real money at stake. So I could see that complaint being raised. Sure. You don't even have to give us the bracket. Just give us the list of the entries. Yep. You know, just be mm-hmm. like, okay, no bracket. I'm not going to let you guys have an extra week to analyze this thing. Here's everybody who made it. Please make me pictures if you can. And I mean, we'd be happy to do it. So mm-hmm. just uh, for our number one fan who is clearly listening right now, just food for thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just give us all 128 characters in alphabetical order. And don't even give us seeds or anything. And that would be, yeah. not only could we make you the match pictures, it's also a hype building thing. Because it's like, oh, my favorite character made it. Maybe they'll have an actual good seed and be in a winnable match. I'm going to get really invested in this contest and get all excited. Be like, ooh, right. who's going to go to the finals based on these characters that we have out here? We don't know the seeds. We don't actually know anything. But we can make crazy speculations and talk about it for a week. Uh, yeah. And then and then we'll lay the bracket on us. And now we're like really hyped. Yeah, exactly. Like you'd be like, oh my god, my character might win. Oh my god, they might run into King DDD and lose in round one. No. <laughs> the wall I, I feel like part of the reason the Shepard thing is so shocking is that Ocelot kind of kind of made us a bit complacent. We're like, yeah, Nintendo can be beaten in a close match. You know, Ocelot did it. And I think Leon said something where it's like, you know, Shepard is definitely stronger than Ocelot, and DDD is almost definitely stronger than King K. Rool, so there's no way this happens. And I kind of, right. I didn't think it was bad logic. I just no. I feel like it's it's really sound logic. I feel like, I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing how badly Ryu beats whoever advances because that's going to tell us a lot about what happened. If it's like Shepard mostly dropping, or maybe King DDD is somehow legit. Maybe all it takes is two minutes in a Smash trailer, and you're god. Yeah. Well, that didn't really help help Isabel, but that's that's different. Yeah. Yeah. The the one thing I'll say in King K rules favor in terms of versus the other king would be uh, I think he has a little bit more nostalgia going for him. And I think that goes a long way this year. Like to now he's relevant somewhat because he's in a trailer and he's going to be in the hot new game that comes out next month. But also I can remember being a kid in the nineties and it was the coolest game ever on the SNES. And that was the ultimate boss fight. And it was really fun. And then uh, the second game, same thing. So I could see a lot of people being like falling back on that in, in a situation like that, like in past years that wouldn't have held water, but this year where you're voting for eight different people, 
on a given day and you don't really have strong feelings about it. I could see a lot of people who were kids in the 90s being like, oh, yeah, that was a cool boss fight. Ding. Yeah. He gets the vote. I know. I, I totally agree with you. And I, I remember during Rivalry Rumble, NG, where you and I kind of geeked out over the DK and uh, King K. Rule team. Yep. You know, <laughs> we both had them with confidence winning in round one, right? And, I think so. you know, that's, yeah, and that's pretty much exactly what happened. And I, I'll just say this, um, you know, we are a very, like, uh, Japanese RPG, like, Japanese game-heavy website. We love that stuff. So we might have a tendency to sleep on Donkey Kong Country, you do not sleep on Donkey Kong Country because I've met a surprising number of people over the years, my age and maybe even a little bit older, who have very strong nostalgic feelings for that game. Like that game was a monster back in 94, 95. Mm -hmm. Now there are a lot of people who grew up with that game the same way that, that we grew up with like Link to the Past or Final Fantasy VII, something like that. You know, so I could definitely see, you know, see your theory holding water for sure. All right, let's move on to that other Mass Effect match, the one we were talking about last week. We were so excited. Garrus was in was in a hot fight, and uh, he did end up winning barely, 50.63%. Uh, most interesting thing about this match, it was the first one of the year so far that has had a flipped result, which is to say if it had been GameFAQs only, and, and this surprised me a little bit, Garrus would have lost... Uh, as much as uh, Mass Effect has been loved on the board and I thought it would get early board votes and all that kind of stuff, um, when it comes to the overall game facts, it actually would have lost and it won the outside vote pretty convincingly to make up for losing the game facts factor um, in order to get Garrus barely over the hump and to a win. 86% uh, of us called it correctly in the Guru, only 59% of the site. So this, the uh, overall site was pretty well split on this. Yo, did you have any quick thoughts on this one, uh, the way it ended up turning out? Yeah, it kind of, you know, it stung a little bit because I was so close. This was one of my big round one upsets. I decided to to pull the trigger on Ramza. And after this loss, I think I had four losses in the whole bracket. Um, Monica was one of them. The other three were all Final Fantasy protagonists dropping the ball. Oh, no. So yeah, it's it yeah. It was, it's, so yeah, at a certain up. point in the bracket, I think I had, and I, I mine's got a lot. I've missed a lot of stuff since then. But at one point, every single one of my um my uh, losses was a Final Fantasy protagonist. As yeah, I think my favorite post of the contest so far is I think it, it said Bosco post in the stats topic, and he said I want these Final Fantasy protagonists to be my pallbearer at my funeral so that they can last let me down one last time. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was an awesome ass post. I loved it. Um, but but yeah, now you know, I, I've gone from just having it being like oh darn, it was a like an upset that almost worked for me. It was almost perfect. Now I'm just thinking like how weak must Garrus be? If Shepard has fallen this much, which in turn leads me to ask, how freaking weak is Ramsey? You know, so I think Garrus is actually pretty lucky that I don't you know that he got somebody next round in Squall who isn't known to really blow like the roof off of fodder, so he might look okay. But if he would have gotten somebody else who's just like who can you know put up a percentage in the 80s, he probably would have gotten obliterated. Mm -hmm. If we're talking purely percentage-wise. This was the second worst performance of the last week. Garrus advanced, but did 6% worse than we thought in the Oracle. 
There's only one person going to top that, and his name is Commander Shepard. Uh, yeah. Face, oh, okay. to do I, wonder, I wonder what the commonality between those two characters is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you can figure that out, you got a future as a Oracle winner. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was too bad. But it makes sense that all three of us have been burned by Final Fantasy because we're stats guys. You know, we're gonna go back to the X stats and think, hey, three years ago matters, or five years ago matters, or even eight years ago, and. This year, it's pretty much been, um, it matters in terms of like tiers. You know, there's still the elites and the near elites and there's still fodder, but everything else is so jumbled up that you really cannot put much faith in any of these past results. And uh, we're slowly trying to figure out the factors that are making that happen because Final Fantasy hasn't totally fallen on its face. You know, across the board, it still had some good results. Um, so we're gonna have to continue to suss that out and see what the commonalities are there. Hey, one other thing before we get to more matches, and that is, I don't know if you noticed this, Dio, there was a celebrity sighting on GameFAQs today. Oh. Pretty pretty exciting stuff. If everyone uh, listening at home could direct their eyes to, say, uh, the results page and say, view the contest standings. In 49th place, a certain Mr. Endgamer64 has busted onto the leaderboard. Eh, never heard of him. <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> at number 37, though, with the same score, but a better tiebreaker, Mr. Captain of Crush himself, Yo Blazer, tearing it up. Nicely it. done. <laughs> hey, you guys are doing better than me. And yeah. wait, but wait, there's one more uh, famous person in the, in the uh, leaderboard here, Yo. Do you want to explain that? What, like number 18, did you say? I, right around there. Actually, no. If we, uh, you know, there's quite um, there's quite a lot. Now that I look, look at the leaderboard, like in detail, there is quite a lot of board eight representation here, and there usually is. But I got to give props to the guys that are doing well early. Always glad to see you there. Um, it's actually yeah. If you'll direct your attention to number sixteen on the leaderboard, Darth Sidious, the evil Sith Lord. Can you give me a Darth Sidious cackle, NG? If you don't, I will. Yeah, uh, you, you take this one. <laughs> All right, that's about the best that I can do. But yeah, Darth Sidious is actually the uh, the old World of Warcraft username for my brother. So my younger brother is on the leaderboard. I think this is one of the first brackets he's ever done. And let's uh, call a spade a spade. I made his bracket for him, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember which picks I gave us differently, but I guess I gave him one better. I think I might have given him Knuckles, and that you know that kind of pulled through for him. So he's he's right there in 16th place, doing well, and yeah, he's actually um following the contest. We've actually yeah, he's called me on the phone every couple of days, and we'll just talk and and laugh about the matches. So if, if you are worried that you know these contests are dying and they're not drawing anybody new into the fold, well, we got one. So there you go. There you go. All right. Out of curiosity, what is what has been his strongest reaction to to a result? Um, honestly, he, I don't think he's played that much, you know, that much like new gaming. I don't think he's done that much new gaming recently. So he's unfamiliar with a lot of the newer guys. He was a big Smash guy. He still follows the melee scene. So. Mm -hmm. Big Smash guy, a big World of Warcraft guy, but that, I mean, there's none of those kind of characters in here. So I think he just he just laughs his ass off whenever 
you know, a Smash character does well. So I think he he really loved the King DDD versus Revolver Ocelot like result because he thought there was no way DDD could win. I mean, he didn't, but he loved the fact that it was a fight, that it was a close match. Mm-hmm. And he was the one that really kind of stressed to me, like, dude, why the hell would anybody vote for like a regular looking old man guy when there's like a hilarious looking cartoon character right next to him? You know, he said that Ocelot looked like Smeagol before Smeagol like turned into himself, like sure. human humanoid Smeagol. Like he's like, that's what Ocelot looks like. I can Why the it. hell would I vote for that over King DDD? It wasn't a super flattering picture. That's <laughs> definitely true. Like Metal Gear Solid Five Ocelot looks crap. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Just... So, like, I, was, I I did actually like Google and try to find some pictures of Metal Gear Solid Five Ocelot, but he just doesn't look good in any of them. It's not just not a great design for him. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look great at all. Let's see, as far as what else he's, you know, that, that kind of, because that's actually, KP, that's actually a great point, because, I mean, that's kind of an outsider's perspective, whereas we are, we've been entrenched into this for, like, 15 years. Um, Question, what, what do you think about Master Hand? I just gotta, I gotta ask. What do I think, or? No, what, what did, did your brother think about Master Hand? Oh, what did he think? Um, the Smash character, he... He had no idea who Noctis was, so he was happy about it. He was laughing about it. Um, he, uh, I think he saw Pikachu kick ass, and he's like, I think I gave him Pikachu against Yoshi, and he, I think he was pretty happy about that. I've got Yoshi, so I was already kicking myself. Um, oh, he loved Kefka over L-Block, especially when I explained, like, Kefka's history. And then he actually went and, you know, did some research on the Board 8 Wiki, and I think his favorite... Like board eight wiki article was frog and he's like man frog's got an insane contest history <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah i explained that to him so yeah it looks like we might have a yeah we might have a new fan so he's been enjoying it that's if cool you, if you entered that as a prize bracket i think your brother's going to be laughing all the way to the bank this year he might be i mean you know we're not cheating he lives in a different house different state actually so i think mm-hmm. he entered for prizes so nice. he's, he's eligible so you take like, you start with Yo Blazer logic, and then you add I really like Smash Brothers on top of that. It's like the That's perfect true. combination yeah. this year. He's gonna win. <laughs> oh man, that'll be fun. And if if your brother wins the contest, I think that'll be even funnier than my favorite contest result, which I think it was um, I say it was Big Pun or something. I don't I don't want to like make fun of the wrong person, but it was someone who. Uh, won the contest, but they entered with oh. the fun bracket. Yep. You want the story? <laughs> sure. Let's let's heroic hear. Palmer, baby. It was oh yeah, Palmer. Yeah. Palmer there we go. Oh Palmer. man, that was the best. I remember his bracket. His bracket was beautiful. Even his misses, even his misses were beautiful. You know what one of his misses was? He predicted. Mewtwo over Ganondorf. It didn't happen, but it was like the dude was peering into the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like he was looking through a wormhole and he was going to see what was happening two or three years down the line. It was an incredible bracket. And to this day, I to this day, I carry beef with the guys who made fun of that dude, who said, no, you didn't win anything. It was a fun bracket. It doesn't count. It doesn't mean anything. No, 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 no. That was the guy's only bracket and he made the predictions to the best of his abilities. He wasn't picking favorites. He wasn't going for a zero bracket. He wasn't picking by flipping a coin. He picked who he thought was going to win, and that was his only bracket entry. Heroic Palmer won that contest. If 
by any chance if he's listening. Props to you, dude, for making one of the <laughs> best brackets I've ever seen. And that's the story. All right. Congratulations to him. Uh, Only eight years later. For right? Eight years later, sure. <laughs> he still lurks. You know he does. Nice. He's the, the show's biggest fan. Oh, yeah. Love him or SB. Hey, uh, so one other thing we got to hit on before we get into Stars and Turds, and that is there was a crazy day where there was not one, not two, but three upsets in the fir- in one day. Never happened before. Probably will never happen again. Uh, so let's just quickly hit on all of them. The first was one that you and I were hyping up, yo. You got to give us credit here. We said, don't count out Simon in this match. And I, you, know, you were really going on about the uh, match picture. And I was going on about <laughs> the Nintendo factor and the Smash factor. And that uh, Ryu's advantage in round one, always in the past, was not going to be there so much this year. He didn't look as good in the match picture as he usually does. And then Simon, you know, looked better than you might expect. So uh, ended up pulling it out. Very close one, 50.78%. Cool thing about this match, uh, even though... No, actually, 72% of us here on board eight messed this one up and went with Ryu the Ninja. However, site-wide, they were a lot smarter than us. Only 42% of them stubbed their toe on this one. Simon was actually the site-wide favorite. Uh, but we did not believe in him. In the Oracle, we had him only managing 46% of the vote. So he ended up doing it, looking really well. Yo, take your victory lap on this one. Uh, well, it's a victory lap that cost me a point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, but, you know, I, I guess we'll give ourselves a little credit, Andy, because last week we were both pretty confident that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I was actually so confident. I was, I was surprised that Simon only managed, like, a shade under 51%. I thought he might go for, you know, maybe even 52 plus. Like, I, I really thought he had this one in there. But, yeah, it was just the combination of a great match picture. You take a character that most people know, you give him an exciting new redesign years later, and 2018 Simon looks great. I mean, you put him in a game like Smash, and you are basically siphoning so much of the intangibles that power a guy like Ryu Hayabusa. Just his picture appeal, and you know the fact that he's an older character. Well, so is Simon, and now he's got a picture that's just as good, if not better. And now he's in Smash, so it's pretty much GG. And and again, I'm I'm actually pretty impressed that Hayabusa kept it as as close as he did. So yeah. Other fun thing about this match. I- don't have the exact numbers pulled up here, but I believe this was uh, our second match that we've talked about so far that was split because mm. Simon was very heavily favored by GameFAQs. He did 2.5% better with us than he did with the outside voters. So that absolutely saved his bacon here uh, because the more casual fans were going with, with the appeal of, of Ryu, who's always had that casual appeal. It's always been enough in first rounds before, not enough this time. KP, what'd you think about this one? Uh, that's definitely one of the matches I was worried about when I was looking at my bracket first on. I banked on Hayabusa just because he looked pretty good in the past and Simon hasn't. I was definitely worried about the redesign because that's helped out a lot of characters. I was worried about Smash. I just figured Hayabusa has just enough in the tank to you know get the win anyway. But like one thing I think did happen that I was worried about is I feel like, that is, like Hayabusa is not the kind of character that lasts i'm actually pretty surprised he even made the bracket like 
what what yeah. fans did this guy have? Who here has actually played Ninja Gaiden? Mm-hmm. Like, who's actually nom- going to the, the character nomination form and going, you know what? I'm going to nominate Ryu Hayabusa. Why? Because he's a ninja and I like ninjas. <laughs> it's it's like this guy doesn't even have fans. It's it's apparently he does, but it's weird. Like, so I figured like this, he's not going to have this long lasting appeal um, that other, a lot of other characters have. Like Simon, you can say, I mean, it's not like Simon has a super strong personality, but he's a face of Castlevania. Uh, people remember him. It's just so I was really worried that Hayabusa would drop, and I do think he did. I think Simon definitely um, did a good job winning. I feel like he's not going to do that well next round, just because I feel like a lot of this was on Hayabusa just not showing up like he has in the past. Yep, I would agree. The other cool match that day, well, there were two more, but the first one we'll talk about, and uh, we kind of saw this one coming, yo. Uh, early on in the bracket-making period, a lot of people were feeling Undertale fear. Uh, they've been burned in the past, and you can't blame them. So Sans was actually the favorite going up against Pac-Man uh, for the Guru, 53%, very close. Uh, overall, though, more people were going with Pac-Man site-wide. Uh, he, had, he had 53%, so he flipped it around. But uh, by the time this match rolled around, we'd, we'd heard about that Pac-Man factor, that Leon's been talking about, and, and I've been saying a lot about it on the show. So people pretty much believed in Pac-Man. We had him winning with about 55%. You know, not a blowout, but a reasonable win. Seemed about right. Instead, he goes for 71. That's a 17% overperformance, and by far the highest we had seen so far this year. Um, 6% higher than any other match to this point. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yo, yo, what were your thoughts when when you saw this one? When you saw this huge percentage? Well, I think you know. I, I think Leon Hart's a genius when he talks about Pac-Man factor. I think you know maybe Bomberman is another type of character that benefits from that same kind of appeal, that same philosophy. Mm-hmm. You know, characters that no, nobody's gonna put Pac-Man and Bomberman as like number one on their favorite character list, but they're recognizable by what ninety-eight percent of of the people who would visit a site like GameFAQs and show me the guy who dislikes Pac-Man. Like, that guy doesn't exist. Nobody dislikes Pac-Man. So the only question is, like, if everybody's just kind of congenial towards Pac-Man, like, oh, it's that kind of friendly neighbor that you wave at on your way to work or school every morning. That's Pac-Man. Like, is his opponent the neighbor that you scowl? And if, if he is, <laughs> then Pac-Man's going to win. <laughs> so, and I think... It's clear that without rallies, without boosties, if if his support does not get involved, then clearly Sands has nothing in the tank, absolutely nothing. And you know that that's the exact kind of character, the one with nothing in the tank, that Pac-Man could really take advantage of. Um, I guess we could get really analytical with it. I did not like Sands' picture. That's kind of a like a real douchebag shit-eating grin that he had on his skeletal face. I kind of just wanted to punch it right off, like just shatter his bones. Yeah, but and the I'll problem go... is that that's like the only picture of him in existence. Yeah, it's, I, I guess that, you know they, they couldn't do anything different. But I mean, maybe that's the way the character is like supposed to be. Maybe he's smarmy or something. Like, hey, 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 I'm Sans. I don't, I don't know. Never played the game. You're not but, that far off. Okay, I'll give you another one. Even, even weirder. I'm getting really weird now. I'm getting really weird. I think Sans's name is just kind of uncomfortable. Like that S at the end, it's just weird, you know? And subconsciously, I could honestly see maybe, 
well, it's not going to affect anything. But I could certainly see like two out of a thousand people just <laughs> not voting for him because that name is just so weird. Like, what the hell is Sands? Do you mean? Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a bad pun from Undertale. Okay, but yeah, so it's just it's a weird name. Like Pac-Man's a nicer name. It kind of rolls off the tongue easier. Like, I'm just I'm a little bit weirded out by this skeleton thing. So yeah, and I guess you know I can give you a, a theory that might hold a little bit more water. Maybe GameFAQs really does hold a grudge. We're going to be talking about sure. the other Rally Fear character in a yep. few minutes, where it's clearly <laughs> apparent that GameFAQs holds a grudge. Like it, it seems like it seems like we don't forget, you know. And no, I mean, yeah, I, I was, uh, yeah. they they held this poll about Undertale like a couple of years apart, and it was the same result both times. About twenty percent of GameFAQs said I refuse to play Undertale, not because they don't. And are not interested in the game, but specifically because of what happened on GameFAQs. And that's incredible. That yeah. is holding a grudge. That's holding a grudge. Like, I would never say that. And I'm, like, Link Zelda fan number one. Like, there's something wrong with me. And I would still never hold that against Undertale to the point that I would never play the game. You know? so there's some people around here, man. They're, uh, they got an axe to grind. So, KP, would you pretty much agree then? It seems like you're leaning that way. This, this match was basically Undertale or not Undertale because Pac-Man is so middle of the road. No one feels, no one hates him, no one loves him. And so it was a matter of, do you like this game? Did you play this game? Or didn't you? And 30% and of the site has played the game. Do you I think feel like it's a combination. Right? Yeah, I feel like it's a combination of, like, even though it did win, like, GameFAQs, most of GameFAQs still has just not played Undertale. It's mm -hmm. not a super popular game here. And when you add that onto the anti-votes he definitely got, it's just, it's it's not great. Like, uh, in retrospect, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not surprising hindsight 2020. Um, I think we just kind of got blindsided because we expected, like, something from Undertale to be good. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just not the case. And I think if you look at, like, a lot of other indie game characters that have been in the contest, it's not that out of line with what they do either. Like, like Monica, who... Like she got doubled by Wario, and that's that's pretty bad too. Honestly, Wario is kind of trash. Um, sorry, Wario fans out there, but he's not he's not that liked. He's never done very good. Um, that's honestly, I would take Pac-Man over Wario. So you could probably say like Monica and Sans are about on the same level. It's and they're developed this week. Like GameFAQs doesn't like indie games. We never have. Um, and yeah, never bank on those ever again because indie game characters aren't popular here, and rallies have died. So. Yeah, that's my take on it. I might tell you to take that back because Monica might be my star of round one. Have you seen what King K. Rule is doing today? <laughs> like, be, like, getting a third of the vote against Nintendo, like a Smash character, might make you star of the round material this year. I, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's nuts. Um, all right, one, one other match that day, and this one was a huge swing as well. Uh, we were totally split between Bayonetta and Riku. Uh, it was split 50-50 for the Gurus. Uh, but we thought Bayonetta would win this in the Oracle, but just barely. We had her at 50.48. She overperformed by 14%, the second biggest we'd seen so far, putting up over 64% of the vote here. And I, I don't know. that this, this one isn't as easily explainable to me as the Pac-Man result. Uh, although she does obviously have some smash factor now. KP, what was your take on Bayonetta's big win here? 
Ooh, my take was that, well, that's uh, three points down the drain because I t- took Riku twice. Ouch. Uh, didn't work out so well. That's easily like the, the, the most wrong pick I did in round one. Um, it definitely surprised me a lot. I feel like it's one of those weird things. It's because because at the time, Sans was getting demolished by Pac-Man and people kind of, and, you know, Ryu Hayabusa was in a close match with Simon. Um, because Bayonetta's match wasn't close and wasn't, you know, involved with like a character that brought up PTSD memories of the last rally, people kind of didn't talk about it too much. But Bayonetta's performance against Ryu was kind of insane. Like Ryu is, you know, he's not what he used to be. Um, he's never been terrible. Like in the last contest, if you look at it, like Bayonetta almost did as well on Riku as Charizard did. That's nuts. I mean, Charizard isn't as strong as we want him to be, but he's still strong. Like, that's kind of the thing where I look at the rest of this division, um, or at least, like, her pack. I'm like, I don't... Like, she's going to sweep it if that's, like, what it looks like. I don't I don't see Geralt doubling Riku. I don't see Simon doubling Riku or Pac-Man. It's, it was a really scary performance. Aqua's looking pretty good today, yo. Do you think that could indicate Bayonetta is actually legit and should be favored out of this eight-pack? I I definitely think Bayonetta is legit now. I mean, I, I do feel like Kingdom Hearts has actually you know probably fallen a bit over where it was a few years ago. I don't buy the theory that Kingdom Hearts three hype would help them more than like a decade of inactivity has hurt them. So, but I still can't believe that Riku would be that weak. I still feel like he has some strength to him, which makes this Bayonetta performance. I mean, yeah, just like you said, she over what we thought by 14%. 14% is huge. We don't see that often. You know, we don't miss that bad in the Oracle that often. It's kind of rare. You know, so for her to go that above and beyond what we're expecting, like it pretty much proves that she's legit. She's got, I don't want to say a guaranteed win, but pretty much a guaranteed win against Pac-Man in the next round is kind of a tune-up. And then she's got either either Simon or Geralt, and I think at this point she's the favorite against either. So, like, smart money right now is on Bayonetta to win three matches. And I honestly feel if her opponent in the division final is, let's say, uh, Oron or, or possibly Vincent, I don't know, somebody with no Nintendo attachment, like, even if she doesn't win, she could look very good. So she could emerge as one of the stars of, of this bracket for sure. And it makes sense when you think of all the intangibles she has in her favor now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the sad thing is we were blindsided by it, but the site was not. 70% of them site-wide were backing Bayonetta in this one, so they had her with confidence. And uh, we, again, were just putting a little bit too much faith in, in past stats. The other thing I'll say about this match, like it's not that we've never missed a result by 15% before collectively on this board, but I don't know if it's ever happened before in a match where we had seemingly reliable data about both characters. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll get a brand new character like Sans uh, and will be way off because it's impossible to judge. You know, he could have a huge He has have a huge ceiling and a huge floor. Um, Or we get a character like Draven who we're going to come up on where we have no information on him because he was out of this world. And then where's he going to fall along that? You know, it's a huge spectrum. So we can miss by a lot on those kind of matches. But here, it felt like we know what Kingdom Hearts is all about. We've seen Bayonetta before. We know Nintendo. We know Square. We, we know how this is, should break down. 
Um, so we, we should be able to peg it fairly closely and, and totally off. So that was pretty wild in, a, in and of itself. Yeah. All right. One other we got to hit on before we get to stars and turds, and that was uh, we had a nail biter a couple days ago. We've already discussed this a little bit, but Ocelot was going up against King DDD and uh, was expected to win fairly easily. I, I mean, not huge. We had him at about 55%. He did manage to win, uh, but it was very close. 50.49. He had to just scrape it out. And uh, the other thing about this, this was another th uh, split result. So the third one we've talked about. Um, and the interesting thing there is that Ocelot won Game Facts, whereas King DDD won the outside vote in this one. Um, kind of interesting. So it, it could have gone either way. But, you know, that's to be expected when it's right down to the wire like this one. KP, uh, any further thoughts on uh, Ocelot's narrow victory here? I am so proud of Ocelot for winning that match because if I had if we had switched the timeline of these matches and we saw the K rule match before the Ocelot match, I would have sure. Ocelot. I was like giving up no chance whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Right. Like Nintendo has just been doing so much crazy sh stuff this year um, that like it's a time where like when that match happens, I'm like Ocelot, are you really doing this? And then we see more and more matches. And I'm like, oh, apparently everyone in Smash Ultimate. Is really good this year. I mean, King K. Rule is still in the lead against Shepard right now. That's crazy. So yeah, after that, like uh, Ocelot, I'm proud of him. He actually he did an actual comeback against a Nintendo character on the day that the Smash Direct dropped, and he still really? won and kept the lead. That is actually really impressive to me. Um, and, you know, I he he fought the good fight against Nintendo, and unlike pretty much everyone else in round one, he actually made it out. So you know, hats off to him. And he did it with a really bad match picture. Yeah, a lot of people defending this Nintendo boost or the Smash boost are saying, well, people are watching these trailers and these reveals and stuff, and then they're hopping on to gaming message boards to talk about it with their friends. Like, it just makes sense. So you'd think King DDD is not going to, you know, jump hugely in strength from one little trailer. But, it, I mean, if that's your theory, there should have been a lot of people coming to message boards to talk about smash brothers and how excited they were or how disappointed they were or whatever about the trailer. And you think those people would support him. And yet Ocelot still held it out. Uh, this was 81% winner in the guru site wide. They put a lot more faith in DDD. Ocelot was still the favorite, but only with 56%. Yo, are, do you agree? Should we be pretty proud of Ocelot for holding this one out? Yeah, I think so. I, I agree with everything that, that KP said. I mean, all the intangibles were in, EDD's favor. He had the much better match picture. You have Smash not giving anything up without a fight. They're either winning or losing with scary percentages. I mean, I feel like Ridley going into the 40s against Big Boss was scary. I feel like Rosalina going 45 against Geralt was scary. Um, you know, everything was there. Like, DDD held the lead at night. He held the lead at night, so you figure there is no way Ocelot would use the day vote against freaking Nintendo DDD to come back and, and make this a match. I thought it was a done deal at night. You know, but then I, I wake up and I see like, okay, Ocelot took the lead over the dead at night. It's only a matter of time before DDD comes roaring back. Ocelot held it the entire day. It was just, it seemed like a win of sheer grit. You know, either that 
or the Nintendo fans just didn't care about this one. They decided to just throw everybody else a bone. I don't know. But yeah, it was it was a really good job by Ocelot to to hold that one. I'm I'm still kind of surprised that he managed to do it. Not that we haven't seen Metal Gear Solid show some grit in the past, but True. The, but but usually that's in the last hour, you know, to do it for the final twelve hours, quite impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I definitely give him props for holding that out. All right, uh, so th- those are the main ones, but there's still lots of great matches. Uh, so let's get to them all in a little section we call the stars and the turds. So let's stay positive here at the start. KP, who's your number one star you want to touch on from the last week? So I think I have a tie for round one. Yeah, I have like three. Um, uh, Bayonetta is definitely one of them. Um, we sure. touched on that, so I'll gloss over. Um I think Alucard also did a really good job because he mm. handled his Nintendo opponent without breaking a single sweat. Um, like he, he got like, what, like 57 on Peach or something? 56. Peach, like she's not super popular, but she's still a very well-known Nintendo person. And after seeing the rest of this round, I thought the way he just didn't care and just took care of business was really good. Um, but my absolute star of the round does have to be Kefka for 60-40ing a previous contest champion and actually like holding onto his ridiculous strength boost from 2013. Like this is the dude who lost like every single debatable match in his entire life up until recently. And suddenly he like you, you give him one, one artwork from Dissidia and suddenly he's good again. And now he might actually, he could actually win his division. Like, I think he has a very good odds against red or Sora with that performance. I don't know if they could have done that to L block. So yeah, Kef- Kefka definitely impressed me a lot. <laughs> Kefka was great. The only thing I'll say against him, though, is I'm going to give one of my stars of this round to Amy for what she did against Draven. Now, (laughs) obviously, we we were going to touch on this pretty pretty soon here. And you could definitely definitely say it's more of a turd than a star. But I, I just wanted to get in the flow here because I really feel like some of that Kefka performance, a lot was him and credit to him. But a lot of it, I think, was that GameFAQs grudge we were just discussing a little bit ago. We didn't like what Undertale did to the contest. We really, really didn't like what League of Legends did to our contest. And the the Tetris thing, I mean, that was years ago. It was more well-liked than the other two. But even so, I felt like there was a real backlash to say, like, we don't want these same jokes. Like, they were possibly funny at the time but we don't need to see him again. And I think that boosted uh, Kefka a little bit. And uh, to to credit that, so this Ami match, we had her winning and we didn't even have it close like whatsoever. We had her at 71% in the Oracle, which would have been impressive enough. It's hard to get a blowout this year. And she goes over 88%, flirted with the 90% that we haven't seen in forever, uh, and, and did 17% better than, than what we were thinking. Uh, granted a lot, a lot of uh, anti-voting for Draven or League of Legends. Plus, she's got a lot of factors on her side in terms of intangibles. Great match picture. Very recognizable against a more or less average-looking dude. Um, so there were lots of reasons for her to go big. But still, to go this big, I think a lot of it needs to be credited to her herself rather than just the ideal situation she was put in. Yo, are you, you going to disagree on that? I'm not going to disagree. I think it's definitely more of a 
a turdy performance on behalf of her opponent. But sure. anytime you go for for eighty eight percent, I mean, you've got to be given some credit. Like throw that pup a bone. Put mm-hmm. put some bacon in her kibble. She earned it. She's a good girl. You know, take her out for take her out for an extra long walk in the park. She kicked ass because hey, we're here after a League of Legends match, and I'm not butt obliterated. I'm not feeling butt devastated. We're you know, smiling. We're laughing. Yeah, exactly. My pooper is okay. <laughs> we're, we're all clear, you know, because I guess it's not the League of Draven anymore, and I'm. I don't even know what to say about this match. I, I looked at it. I looked at my phone. I was at work. I saw the percentage. I was like, Jesus Christ. It didn't seem possible because you're right, NG. Like, up until Mega Man X barely got there, nobody had really sniffed 80%. Nobody had really come that close. And Amy comes along and gets the type of blowout percentage we hadn't really seen since, like, 2004. You know, she crushed it. And it wasn't – her opponent wasn't, a, wasn't like a tanner. You know, her opponent was known by most of GameFAQs and just simply hated, hated by most of GameFAQs. I mean, <laughs> look at Draven. I mean, we've already talked about his seed weeks ago, but look at that smarmy piece of crap. He looks like a Saudi Arabian oil baron, and he's laughing because <laughs> he can buy your whole family. He has enough money to buy your entire life. But Amaterasu is from glorious Nippon. And in Nippon Banzai... You cannot be bought with money. They've got honor and pride and discipline. And honestly, the more I think about it, the more I feel that she was the perfect person to lay down this ass kicking. I'm, I'm so glad that she did. Probably not as glad as our old boy Exa, but I'm, I mean, I'm pretty happy to see this. I'm like smiling from ear to ear right now. And yeah, you got to give her some star props. For this one. I mean, we were talking about match pick advantages before. I feel like Amaterasu has possibly the best design out of anyone in this entire bracket it just looks mm-hmm. it's just such a pleasing visual to look at and if you're against a, of an opponent that l- almost no one on game Facts likes it's it's gonna get brutal and it did yeah i feel like i feel like amy's kind of pac-man plus plus like impossible to hate impossible, impossible to, hate. to mm-hmm. not recognize impossible to not look good in a match picture but then also some people actually do like her because of the cool character design and uh, it was a good game and the game has done well in, in contests in the past. So she has all of um, Pac-Man's advantages plus more. And so I, I agree, yo, she might have been the perfect one to go for a huge percentage here. Like if this had been a really strong character like a Ganondorf or a Squall, uh, not to say that there aren't a lot of people that like those characters, but there are a lot of people who are like, I'm sick of those series winning or uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to anti-vote them or, or they're so overrated or whatever. No one says that about Amy. She just right. goes and puts up these very respectable performances every single year um, and, and doesn't get you know dumped on, uh, whereas someone from a bigger company might have. So yeah, maybe she was our best chance to legit hit 90 in this one. Oh, and to what you were saying, you know, so... The, the biggest performance before this was just Ganon's 78.6. So she went like 10% above that. Now, Mega Man X did the day before barely get over 80. But still, 88 versus barely over 80. Huge difference. That's huge. That's like a Grand Canyon difference. People need to, you know, we don't talk about 
just numbers, like the straight numbers too much on this show. I think we're more of a, I don't know, variety hour, whatever. But the difference, please don't get me wrong, the difference between 80 and 88 is like a universe. That is an enormous difference. You know, once you're, once you're already that high into the percentages, every percent's a big deal. So if you can, you know, if you're starting at eight and then you go up almost another 10%, that, that is an enormous deal. Yeah, it's like when someone is trying to create a monopoly and they say the hardest thing is getting the last 1% of the 1%. It's kind of similar mathematically here. Like once you once you get above a tripling to start adding big percentage points on top of that, extremely, extremely difficult. And you need to have really special circumstances or just to be, you know, someone like Link at the absolute height of their power can maybe do it. But for someone like Amy to put up that kind of number um, needs an ideal situation. That's absolutely what she got here. Yeah, I wonder how strong Draven in Draven is if you measure him in Chester's. I don't think it's that many. No, it's not. He's got to be way down there. <laughs> yeah, I think the only debate now is last place in the final stats or second last. It, yeah. It's got to be last. Like you, like as someone yeah. who had done like, like made a lot of the recent X stats lists. Um, I gotta tell you, no one's beaten that. Like. It doesn't matter how strong Amaterasu is right now. Like the, the second worst was like what twenty percent versus Mega Man X, and that was against a stronger opponent than Amaterasu. Like I don't think she would be Mega Man X. Like eleven percent is dreadful. He's going to be last. It's not even going to be close. Like he might get doubled by the second like weakest person in the bracket. Probably yeah. Even though that he, he he's probably advantaged in the fact that Amaterasu is almost certainly going to go up against Sephiroth and probably overperform. Um, that's still not going to help. I mean, he, like, just as Casey said, that that was an abysmal performance. Amaterasu for Smash! That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a great Final Fight. Now, one word I saw being thrown around a lot on the board was cathartic. People are just so happy about that result. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so... It springs, yeah. just brings a tear to your eye, a spring in your yeah. step. Yeah. That, that's one day where I kind of regret not having more time to be on the board. I'm sure it was a pretty fun day for all. I think it was, except for that little voice in the back of our heads, like, don't poke the bear. Don't wake uh, the sleeping giant. You know? There's, so there's I did actually only see... Only so uh, much celebrating you feel comfortable. So someone on the League of Legends board said they tried to rally on the, the League Reddit for that, and the thread immediately got moderated. Yeah. I wonder so how... it just was not going that. to happen. And that is what Ange told us would happen, because he did investigate for us, and they were like, no, we are so sick of... Those dumb topics. Keep it on you, Anne. Yeah, unsung hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're on the subject, I do want to touch on one other person as a star, and that is Mr. Mega Man X, while we're kind of talking about him. Yeah, I know, yo, you were saying, like, this is going to be a great year for the Noble Nine because they get to sit, sit, you know, wait in the wings and then come out with full strength. And if Mega Man X's performance is any indication, I think you're absolutely right. Because, yeah, he did get almost 81%, which is fine. It was like a 5% overperformance, not a huge deal. But I'll just say he's going against a Nintendo character. He's going against a Smash character, a new reveal for Smash, who got a whole two minutes, two, three minutes of a trailer to themselves. And it's a cutesy character, stood out in the match pick, favorable looking in the match picture. And it was someone more human-y going up against, you know, some cute animal all those things have been a kiss of death for everyone else this year. 
And yet MMX did not care. He looked, if anything, you know, above the, the bottom of the Noble Nine. Like, like he looked a legit mid-tier Noble Niner with this performance. I, yeah. I thought it was great. Um, a, a lot of people were probably like, ah, oh, not a huge deal. We knew he would get into the 70s. But to me, ramping it up this far, given the circumstances, was actually really good. Yo, do you disagree? Disagree. No, sir. Can, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I completely agree. I mean, you know, let, let's let's just quickly go over the arguments that somebody might use who isn't that impressed by this match. No, Isabel is not nearly as nostalgic as King K. Rule as Simon Belmont. Sure. And yet, you know, and, and no, her Nintendo advantage might be mitigated against someone like Mega Man X, who's about as... Nin- as Nintendo, as a non-Nintendo character can be. I mean, Mega Man X is basically Nintendo. He might be more Nintendo than Sonic, or at least on the same plane. Um, all that said, she still got her own trailer. She's still new in Smash. She's still hyped. Like, that trailer was memed and lampooned because of the freaking Tom Nook picture at the end. Like, she made headlines. People cared. People talked. And 81%. This is a contest where before that no one had sniffed 80. No one no one had even sniffed 79. And Mega Man X goes for almost 81. It's yeah, I absolutely have to call this like a noble nine performance. Absolutely. Glad we're on the same page. And yeah, you could say who really cares about Isabel, but do King do people really care about King DDD? And here he is pretty much winning a match, like looking like a, a legit mid-tier kind of character. There's so many of these Nintendo characters. Like, people were saying, who, who cares about Donkey Kong? And who cares about, uh, well, you know, not Nintendo-wise, but, like, who cares about Crash Bandicoot? But again, this cartoony character is just looking really good. So, KP, which side are you on? Do you feel like this was a Noble Nine performance? I'm going to have to disagree. going to fall on the other side. Oh, no. Let's hear it. No, I'm, I'm interested. So, so here's the thing. Um, I, I'm going to take something you commented on, and that is like, you know, you said, you know, people don't care about Isabel, but I feel like the difference between, you know, no one cares about Isabel versus no one cares about King K. Rule is it's a massive difference, and you know, no one cares about. Because King K. Rule, I mean, he's kind of a, a, a whatever character, um, but he was still in games back in nostalgia. I mean, he's been one, people have wanted it for Smash Brothers for a while. Um, he has, like, you know, a fun character design. Um, he's he is definitely nostalgic for a lot of people. Isabel is just from a bunch of new Animal Crossing games that I don't think anyone has game facts has actually played. I think the only Animal Crossing game we actually played was the original one on the GameCube, and after that, they've just been terrible on polls. Um, and if you look at Tom Nook, who is easily easily the most beloved character from that series, he's not good. He's pretty bad in contests. I feel like you can adjust Isabel down a lot. I feel like I, I would buy into this being Noble Nine a lot more if her Smash trailer hadn't also easily been the worst one. It was by far like people talked about it, but as you said, like they talked about it because Tom Nook was in it. No one cared about Isabella in her own trailer. It was pretty lackluster. She just kind of showed up, and there she is. I did not see a single person actually like be like, "Oh man!" Like even if you wanted Isabel in, pretty much everyone said, "Yeah, that trailer was kind of lame." So I feel like there just wasn't any hype for that character whatsoever going into it. And you put her against someone, against Mega Man X, who's just one of those universally, yeah, universally likable characters. 
Um, I honestly wasn't surprised when she got demolished. I was not expecting anything from her. With that said, I still think it's a very good performance. Um, bodes well for him, but I'm not ready to call it Noble Nine just yet. Counterpoint, that trailer was adorable. I loved it. <laughs> I, I was a fan. <laughs> but yeah, I, I could see it not being exactly Game Facts. I feel like the thing team. is, like the, the last trailer before that was King K. Rule. Yeah. Like beating the crap out of DDD for impersonating him having all these cool gameplay stuff. In the end, he punches Donkey Kong, and it creates a literal explosion in the air. And, like, then you get to Isabel, like, getting mail yeah. and doing paperwork. It's, a, doing, it's just doing secretary work, sure. I don't know. I, I, I love that. I think all the trailers have been awesome except for the, the one from yesterday. Whoa, whoa, we're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. Hold, hold up, hold up. All right. Um, that, that's enough on, on that match. Yo, who else was your star this week? Oh, man, let's see. You know what? I honestly feel like this was a great week for some female characters. Obviously, Amaterasu, Bayonetta. I'm going to give it to a female character who is very near and dear to my heart. It wasn't the like incredible above and beyond performance, you know, percentage that some of these other stars have gotten. But you know what? This character, she made her contest debut 16 and a half years ago. She lost in a close one, in a nail-biter, to a Final Fantasy protagonist in a time and era where that actually meant something. You know, She has had a few matches off and on. She doesn't make most of the character battles, but she's been around. She's never had a win. She always looks good in her losses. But this time around, she finally broke through against the two-seed. And of course, I am talking about the starlet of Resident Evil 2, riding on not only nostalgia, not only an amazing game, but RE2 Remake hype is one of my favorite characters of all time, star of the round, Claire Redfield. There was so much complaining, and it was legitimate complaining leading up to that match about Joker's name not being Joker on the front page. Yep. And, you know, uh, Alan, he listened. He did change it. Joker's name was on the front page. And then she won anyway. Yeah, she won anyway. It wasn't really that close. And I feel like, I mean, maybe it's a bit unfair to say this because I don't know what Joker's human picture, like how much of a negative effect that had on him. I know that he needs his mask to really, like, to fully represent himself to the Persona fan base. He needs his Joker mask or whatever. I thought his picture just from an outsider's perspective, looked fine as an anime picture. Claire's picture was abjectly horrible from anybody's point of view, especially a Resident Evil fan. Like, if Claire would have gotten her, like, RE2 or Code Veronica artwork, she would have looked much better and I think had a, had an easier time with it. You know? So I feel, if anything, Claire might have been the one disadvantaged by the picture, but I'm glad that she had no problem getting the job done anyway. Yeah, props to her. We did, by the time this match arrived, we had swung to the other side and favored her, but just barely. We were thinking about 52, and instead she did 53 and a half. So she got the job done. She impressed. And um, even giving her that much of respect to make her a tiny, tiny favorite was a lot compared to the brackets because 63% of us went with Joker there. Uh, This was also an upset site-wise, very close, but uh, 51% were going with Persona here. And Claire pulled it out. So it's an upset no matter which way you slice it uh, bracket-wise. 
And one thing I do want to say, as Yo touched on, we gave SB a lot of crap for, oh, uh, not not giving us the best match pictures and not letting us make it and all that. But we gave him a lot of feedback, like we need Ren to be called Joker here because that's what people know him as in the game. And to make it fair, you got to do it. And he did it. He listened to us. He, he, he did the feedback, gave it to us, gave Joker a fair shot, and uh, it still wasn't enough. Even the, the mm-hmm. two seed... All the brackets behind him, getting called the right name, um, being you know reasonable in the in the picture because not like Claire had a huge advantage there. Uh, all that going in his favor, he still couldn't get the job done. So good on Claire, mm-hmm. a nice fair square win. Um, so so definitely props to her. KP, I feel any like other it was. On uh, yeah, I, I feel like it was. It's also good for like you know people who are fans of Claire that Joker got his name because. Um, that complaining yeah. was legitimate. If he'd been called Ren on Mamiya on the front page, he would have gotten destroyed. Like, I, I don't, like, it was impressed upon the board and people agreed on it, but, like, as, you know, someone who is a fan of the series, like, Ren Amamiya as a name didn't exist until, like, over a year after the game came out. It's an anime-only name, and, like, majority of people who played the game have no idea what that name is. And if he's not wearing his Joker mask, his, like, base design isn't really notable just kind of looks like a dude um so i actually believe that if he hadn't gotten his name claire would have beaten him super easily probably over 60 percent and a lot of people would have complained about the, the about the name and called the win like said you know she maybe if she, if she she probably wins even if he gets the name but it's in doubt but now it's not in doubt yeah. claire could just enjoy her win she got it legit congrats <laughs> Yeah, it would have been a shame to have this result and then put a big asterisk next to it. Right. Nah, it, it not legit, though. Didn't have the Joker name. Uh, here, you could see everything being fair. She was just She's just the stronger character this year. And uh, that's surprising to me just because Persona has always... In recent years, Persona has looked really good. And so that that's why this one did burn me in my bracket. Uh, although I did give serious thought to Claire when I heard about the whole name controversy thing, but I ended yeah. up not. not yeah, I picked Claire trouble. because I didn't think he'd get the name. I would have picked Joker if I thought he got the name, and then he got the name and lost, so it worked pretty out pretty well for me. Yeah, yeah I might have actually been in the same boat, which is kind of sad as a big Resident Evil fan. But I was, you know, I was just too scared of that two seed, and it seemed like a very very popular game Persona Five. That is, you know, a very popular game on Game Packs, and I was just scared, and I thought, you know what? If, if I'm going to go Claire, I may as well be. So it worked out. Mm-hmm. I have to give a star to one other character who had a big name controversy in the past week. And that's my man, Captain Toad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lovable guy, <laughs> giving out stars all over the place. But uh, he was actually a huge underdog in this one. And, and this really surprised me. 70% of the site had Shovel Knight moving on in this one. Granted, Shovel Knight did have uh, the seating advantage here, but you would think, you know, this is a Nintendo character who goes back about as far as anyone. He's got nostalgia. He's got a recent game with Captain Toad. You'd think people would be backing Nintendo, uh, but no, they weren't. Uh, We we were on board eight. 63% of us did go with Toad here. But the controversy is, instead of being called Captain Toad uh, in the match, he was just called Toad. And some people say, that's not fair. Uh, Captain Toad is his own distinct character. I don't know that it mattered, but you could make a case because it was very close. 52.57%, which is about a percentage uh, less than we thought 
Toad was going to do here. But still, uh, he did get the job done and beat Shovel Knight. And, um, I mean, it's not that star-worthy. Other than that, he was a huge back uh, bracket disadvantage, and he still got the job done. Yo, how much do you think being Toad instead of Captain Toad helped him here? I actually think... No, I like Captain Toad. The Captain Toad sections in New Super Mario World on the Wii U, those might have actually been my favorite part of the game. They were so much fun. He's just a super lovable little dude. And, you know, obviously I'm a big Nintendo fan. I've never played Shovel Knight, so I don't have too many strong feelings one way or the other about that character. I called this match right, so I should be all smiles. In the interest of fairness, I think you put an asterisk by this one. I, yeah, I, I really think you do. And my evidence there is actually what, what you pointed out just now, NG. Only 31% of the site actually picked Captain Toad. I bet you if it was just regular old Toad, there's no way he would have only gotten 31% support. I think it would have been much, much closer to 50% because when they were predicting, I feel that name made a difference. Because people would have been like, who's Captain Toad? Is that is that really Toad? Is it just some like lesser Toad? I know there's a lot of Toads. This doesn't sound like it's the main Toad. I'm not going to go with him in my bracket. So when people were predicting, I honestly feel like that made a difference. Now, the question is, did it make a difference when they were voting or not? And probably not enough to switch 2.5%, but enough indeed that I that I would put an asterisk and, and say, like, Shovel Knight got a bit of an unfair treatment in this one. Yeah, I, I, in the interest of fairness, I have to say that. KP, do you feel like Shovel Knight should be the one getting the star here? I mean, he's going up against mainline Nintendo... He's going up against Nostalgia, and then he's got a name disadvantage. This guy suddenly becomes Toad instead of Captain Toad, and yet he hung in there very well, uh, limiting to under 53%. Would you agree? Uh, I don't think he deserves a star because, you know, if he if he had the strength, he would have won regardless. With that said, um, I did make... I made a topic before the contest where I analyzed every match, and I do specifically remember that in the analysis for this match, I wrote... I'm only taking Shovel Knight to win here because it's Captain Toad. If it was Toad, I would take Toad oh, to win. Okay. So when I saw that name change, I was like, uh, oh boy, I see where this is going. Um, so, like, Toad is Toad. He's representative of all the Toads. He's the Toad in Mario Party. He's the Toad in Mario Kart. He's the Toad that gives you a random star in Super Mario 64. He's Toad. Captain Toad is a specific Toad, and not, most people probably haven't played a game he's in on GameFAQs because we don't play new games here. And he's probably not, like, he's not the Toad you played Mario Kart with or anyone. He's just Captain Toad. He's a very specific Toad. Probably a much better character than Toad in general, but we, it'd be like picking, like, a, one of the random Goomba characters from Paper Mario, like Goombario, one of those party members, um, and putting him against just Goomba. Goomba would stomp. I don't think the difference here is as big, but I would definitely take Toad over Captain Toad. And I feel like if you re-ran it on the front page with just Captain Toad versus Shovel Knight, um, I'd honestly probably pick Shovel Knight again. I think it would be close, but I would also put the asterisk on this one, unfortunately. Those are fair points. Asterisk yeah. officially awarded. Yeah, and I do the, just want to... In the show record yeah. book. I do just want to say, um, if you began the show playing the very popular take a shot every time we say the word toad game you'd, you'd probably be <laughs> oh <You're> yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah 
this was this was a bad five minutes for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, dude. Toad, toad, toad. <laughs> All right. One other guy I have to give a star to, and I hate doing this because I've never been a fan of the character. He's never looked good in the past, and it wrecked my bracket, but I have to give this guy props, and that is Mr. Tails of Sonic fame. <laughs> He's back. He's, oh, man. That was a bad one for me. Sonic Team is somehow back on top. I, I don't know if it's recent games, if it's just being associated now with Smash uh, as it is transcending all, uh, you know, in, in the minds of all gamers these days. But, um, yeah, I did have Drake in this one. Remember, yo, we talked about this fun Drake versus Master Chief matchup in round yep. two. That was going to be like Sony versus Microsoft, and it was going to be interesting for that in that regard. Uh -huh. Um Tails did have some disadvantages here. 80% uh, of the board went with Drake, along with me, and also two-thirds of the overall site. So Drake had a lot of brackets in his favor, and if Tails had just squeaked this one out, I wouldn't think this was worthy of talking about too much because the mascot kind of characters have been overperforming. But he won convincingly. We, we had him, uh, by the time this match rolled around, We'd gone from 80% thinking it would be Drake to thinking, yeah, this is probably going to be Tails. But even so, we had him barely over 50, and he did a legit 57 here. So it was a strong overperformance against a character that, again, did have some disadvantages. He looked pretty generic. He was just a normal-looking dude up against a colorful cartoon character. We've seen how strong that can be. But even so, um, Tails did it. No asterisk needed. He's just clearly stronger this year. Uh, yo, were you by the time this rolled around, was this pretty much what you would have thought, like 57-ish? Maybe not 57. I definitely was calling Tails the favorite by the time this rolled around. And actually, I'm glad you brought this one up because you jogged my memory. I've got a little story for you that I know you're going to like. Um, so earlier in the show, KP, you asked me, you know, what are some of the like interesting opinions that my that my brothers had regarding the contest just as an outsider or what are some of the things that have maybe surprised him or mm -hmm. kind of interested him or, or made him kind of like you know just freak out piqued his interest kind of thing and he's never played uncharted so he doesn't really know much of anything about nathan drake and he's not you know he wasn't really interjecting his opinion too much in any of the matches he was just kind of enjoying as an observer but when we were talking about this one a few days ago and i told him like yeah, like I, I really think we're gonna get this one wrong because I think Tails is gonna beat Drake. He just he just like pauses for a second. He's like, "But Tails sucks." <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, man, the man after NG's heart. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't know what it is about Tails. I guess there's a lot of guys that that dislike him. I'm I'm on the fence. I don't know, but I. I, I do think that this was probably more of a great third. We'll probably get to that in a minute. But, yeah, it was, it was a really, really impressive win. And, I mean, he's probably he's probably going to go on to beat Master Chief, too. So oh, absolutely. Little, I would take this as the heavy favorite of yeah. Master Chief right now. Not not even close. Like, you want to yeah. talk about, like, anti-votes and all this stuff. Master Chief is the original anti-vote character. There's no way he beats cute, cuddly tails on the site at, at the point it is now. Yeah, it seems like a tall order for him. Especially yeah, since I... we're going to apparently be getting the same match pictures, and Tails looks really good. Like, yeah. even me, as a non-Tails fan, has to admit, 
he had a big advantage over Drake in that regard. Um, Eye-catchingness, and, you know, he's got some nostalgia going for him now. He's got some Nintendo factor, so, yeah. I, I also favor him against Chief when that one happens. All right, uh, yo, who else is a star for you this week? Oh, let's see, a star. I think we've done a pretty decent job talking about everybody. You know what? I'll, I'll continue the theme of female characters doing really well. Um, I know we've had some doubts about Final Fantasy uh, based on Ares' performance or Aerith's performance or Miss Gainsborough's performance. Whatever, Deddy McDedrill. Based on her performance... We weren't sure how Final Fantasy Dude, 7 was spoilers. going to be. I, I know. Ban me, NZ. That's it. No longer the co-host. Um, I, I I feel like Tifa had an excellent... Is it Tifa or Tifa? What is it? You're going to get different answers based on who you ask. All right. T for... Yeah. T. You don't know what that stands for. Um, she had a great performance. She, you know, she, she uh, outdid our expectations by 3%, which is not... I mean, like a huge overperformance in terms of the percentages, but remember, once again, when you're starting high, like we expect her to get 70. When you're starting that high, kind of every single additional percentage is a battle, like a battle well-earned. So the fact that she didn't crap to bed like some of these other square characters, the fact that she held her own and did better than we were expecting against a pretty likable guy in Gino, I think she, you know, she really brought it. And, and unlike most of the opponents who are up against Pokemon in the next round, I think she's actually got a fighting chance against Riku. I actually took Tifa to win, like, her entire division. Um, and I'm actually feeling pretty good about that. Like, I feel like Mega Man X, after that performance, probably the favorite, but I do think still she has a legit shot. Um, and you, you can't really say that about a lot of other Final Fantasy characters that survived this first round. Um, besides maybe Kefka. Um... I, I mean, Leonhardt on the board, he keeps saying this one theory, and I agree with it because it's funny. It's also probably true. Tifa doesn't drop because she was a bunch of people's first crushes when they were growing up. And mm -hmm. that just sticks with them. And, like, Cloud and Sephiroth and Vincent, all that cool, edgy factor, um, that wears off over time. Like, we, we grow up, we get more mature. But people remember their first crush, and for a lot of people here, it was Tifa. And she never gets weaker, ever. Yeah, yo, you were comparing, like, when you're 25 years old when you play a game, even if you love it, you know, five years later you might have forgotten it. But when you play that game at 12, you'll mm -hmm. never forget it for the rest of your I mean, you'll be 85, and you'll still remember that great experience at 12. Right, and I mean, but, NG, like, you and I, I mean, we were huge Mass Effect fans, you know, mm -hmm. five, six, seven years ago. And while I still recognize, you know, the games as like very quality works, I don't think I'm, you know, I don't think I'm quite as passionate about those characters. But the stuff that I played when I was 12 and 13, that's just never going to leave you. That, that, that never leaves you. So, yeah. But what I was going to extend that to was when you were a 13 and 14-year-old boy. Yeah. And there's like an attractive girl in one of your games. <laughs> I, I think that's in a slightly different part of your mind, perhaps, but I think that takes up a lot of real estate too. And I think it's still there when you're 85. Yeah. In much, <laughs> in much yeah, the same she, way Mario from, you know, your 11 and 12 year old years was. Yeah. And I feel like she, she really cornered the market on that one because back then Nintendo wasn't really showing off too much of that. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Sorry, I didn't, yeah, Tifa really, really, she won big on that one. Also, they like Square Enix devoted a lot of like assets to Tifa's assets in those CG cutscenes. Yeah. Yeah, they they did not skip on like on her proportions. I guess they really went all out. One other like minor star that I want to bring up while we're talking about uh, girls who did really well, and that's Zelda. Now I already mm-hmm. gave her the star last week, <laughs> her and Ganon, because obviously they did very well. So, you know she overperformed by six percent, and that was us knowing Nintendo was going to be strong, and mm-hmm. in fact knowing that this matchup already happened, Zelda against Ezio, and yet she blew that that percentage away by fifteen percent or something. I forget exactly what it was. But the reason I want to bring this up is she actually had a stunning percentage in terms of game facts. She had a plus 6% in the game facts factor. So that's only ever been equaled by Pikachu in non-rally matches. Like she did as well as anyone in terms of capitalizing on uh, what this site uh, is voting for. She got like 77% of that registered vote. Although there is one other girl who was actually better than her. So I'll touch on that one as well. And that's D.Va in the match the following day. And this one is really weird to me, yo. I I don't know if if you'll agree. But um, D.Va actually did 7% better on GameFAQs than everybody else. In fact, if it had been only the non-registered voters voting, Alloy would have won this match with 52% of the vote. And Hmm. instead... It was D.Va winning with 53%. To me, that's really weird. Since when have we ever gone with a character from a shooter game, like a PC mainly shooter game over a first-party square, more RPG exploration storyline kind of game uh, on this website to have that kind of a swing, 7% versus her winning by 2% with the, with the weird voters. Yo, does it all come down to sex appeal, or is there another explanation here? Mm, I don't know if it comes down to sex appeal. I mean, I kind of forgot what the pictures looked like, but they're both, like, pretty kind of attractively animated females, right? I guess maybe Diva has more of that kind of cartoonish anime look that, you know, might appeal to certain people. Alloy's more of a, like, a humanoid character. Um, Regardless, I I don't know if that had much to do with it. I, I think... You're right. It is very weird, and I think the the best you know the best kind of chance I have at explaining this is just saying that anecdotally, in this one specific instance, it mainly just has to do with the fact that specifically Alloy and specifically Alloy's game seem absolutely invisible on GameFAQs. Like I haven't seen a single person, game, you know. And so it almost seemed like, and in that sense, the writing was on the wall. Like if nobody cares, nobody cares. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if it's an RPG. If nobody cares, you're going to lose. Yeah. I think that was the case here. I, I agree. They're both attractive girl characters. But I, I think what you were hitting on was there, yeah, the the uh, Eastern appeal with D.Va being the Japanese character, the more anime kind of character. I think it gives her a... She stands out more. And I think uh, people uh, went towards that direction. And, and that could have explained some of it. But here's the part that I don't get, KP. Every single time we have a front page poll, and it's like, what are you playing in the last month? Or what are you playing this week? Or whatever. Like, PC gaming has been really strong. 
for the last several years. Nintendo's coming on strong with the Switch. And yet every time we have one of those polls, it's always, I'm playing the PlayStation 4. The PlayStation 4, and it wins easily over every other combination. It even beats multiple other systems put together. What are people playing on the PlayStation 4? <laughs> They're not playing Uncharted. They're not playing Alloy's game. They're not playing The Last of Us. So honestly, like, like Horizon they, Zero Dawn did pretty good in Game of the Year. Game of the Year is not the end all as we have seen before, but I don't think no one on GameFAQs played it. I do just think it came down to Alloy is a more realistic looking character, um, and Diva's cartoony, and GameFAQs, like the registered voters, pretty much always side with the cartoony characters. They like the anime style more, well, as, as long as it's not anime Final Fantasy VII, you know, or Final Fantasy, you know, Final Fantasy the Devil. But... Yeah, we just they like the cartoony characters more, and Diva has just got that more like I don't know what kind of art style it is, but it's more anime. Um, who, Ally who versus Alloy who does look really she she's it's honestly she looks a lot more similar to like generic like realistic realistic looking female on the front page. Um, like the more realistic you get with these character designs, the worse they do on game facts. That's almost like a one hundred percent rule that always applies. Like, probably the most realistic-looking character we have who does well is Salt Snake, and he's still basically an anime character in a lot of his pictures. Um, I think it doesn't help that a lot of the realistic-looking characters we get um, are stuck with these, like, really zoomed-out headshots that are there, and, like, they're taking up match-pick space with, like, eight other characters or seven other characters. Um, and none of those art styles look good when you zoom out. None of them. Every realistic mm -hmm. character is going to look like crap if you make the headshot small. The the more anime-style characters are always going to pop out more because there's just less detail. You can shrink something with less detail and it looks fine. I, I do think... I don't think she would have won. I actually think Ally does a lot better if you have like a, a nice big match, match picture with just her versus D.Va on the front page where you can see like the full character design. Um, but she's not shrunk down and zoomed out. Um, I think all those characters would be doing a bit better in that format, but they're really hamstrung by this match pick format we got and just because GameFAQs doesn't care anymore but yeah I don't think that helped either if there was one thing I could go back in time and fix on my bracket it would be taking a closer look at the match pictures because I knew they were going to matter in terms of a few percentage points here or there but it's it seems from everything we've seen that it's just overblown this year and when we had those four-way matches Yo, as you'll recall, we talked about like the sore thumb factor. Like, oh, look at Kirby standing out against all these mature characters. That is going to catch a lot of eyeballs. And I think we might have underrated how much that was going to matter this year, where, again, it's not four characters anymore. Now it's eight characters on the front page. Granted, you're not choosing only one of the eight, but still, uh, it just seems to be gravitating towards... Yep, click, 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 like the flashier character that stands out more. I'll just go with them and then lock in my votes. Because I care about two of these matches today. Probably two of them I don't care about that much. So I'll just, oh, that character caught my eye. Click on them and lock in that vote. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. I actually do wonder if you remove all those other characters from the match, um, just D.Va versus Alloy, you're also removing all the other people that voted for the other people in the match and didn't care about those two. Mm -hmm. Um like, I, I guarantee, like, most of GameFAQs probably didn't care. Um, and they just voted because they had to. I don't even know if it's possible to vote for just, like, two or three of the people in these matches. I don't think it is. I, I, I haven't, think, at least. Like, let's look yeah, at who else I, is I, in that match. We have Fox McCloud, 
and Waluigi, um, Aerith Gainsborough. Um, yeah, those are all characters, and Jill as well, Jill Valentine. Those are all characters people are going to want to vote for. And to vote for those characters, they have to vote for Alloy or Diva as well. It's, it's pretty much just a coin toss, and I'm like, I'll pick the one with the nicer art style and better match picture. And by the way, it might sound like I'm bashing SB by saying this, like m- like making these results sound less legitimate, but actually I think this was a really good idea by him because it's been effective. It's changed the results. We can't rely as much as what, we, what we've seen in the past. And uh, the vote totals are huge. Like we're breaking 30,000 these days, which is not... You know, we used to do 100,000, but still getting over 30, pretty good, you know, considering that's over four matches. Um, so, so the votals have been good. The results have been different and interesting. And I think it has helped to keep down uh, some of the rallies and some of the outside voting that he wanted to tamper down a little bit. Uh, Yo, do you pretty much agree? Yeah, I pretty much agree. I actually, um, I enjoyed just kind of listening to the last few minutes of, of, of the conversations because I think that's some of the most in-depth analysis like we've had this season just based on you know getting into the picture and almost kind of like the psyche of voters and I do agree that when you've got a 1v1 up there I mean, you could devote your full attention to you know the character that you like more but when you like when you see eight different characters up there your attention and I guess your your like fealty your level of passion your attraction towards the characters it's going to get fractured and so you know, if, if it gets fractured and you're not able to, like, focus, and it sounds, people might think I'm sounding ridiculous when I say stuff like this. I'm talking at a subconscious level. We're not thinking about this stuff. This is just how we operate, you know? Like, if you see eight characters up there, you're not going to be able to give your full attention just to one, even if it's your favorite one. Your attention is going to be spread out, and when that's the case, you may very well just end up clicking on the one with the, you know, <clears throat> the most, like, the more attractive picture or the one that just catches your attention more. So I fully believe that you know, some people could be doing that whether they realize it or not. And we're about to get really nerdy here, but Yo's kind of egging me on. So earlier this year, I, I read a book, and it's called <laughs> Thinking It's called Thinking Fast and Slow, and it's by a Nobel Prize-winning economist. And in it, he did all these studies since going back to, like, the 60s of uh, how our brain works. And basically the main takeaway from that book is that if we are really focused on something and solely that and nothing else, we can be as humans, we can be geniuses. Like we can have above 100 IQ points and put it all into something. And as soon as we start multitasking, our brain is lazy and we're using so many calories to try to crank away and consider eight things at once or four things at once that our IQ drops like 20 percentage points as soon as we start multitasking. Uh, and, and that's just in general. Obviously, some people are better at it than others. But I do feel like you give people these eight different pictures and they're like, all right, all I can focus on is this match, which I actually care about. Like, I actually want to vote for Sephiroth today. And then these other three here, ah, uh, man, I don't want to spend the energy to figure out exactly my preferences and all these. So I'll go click, 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 lock it in. And then yeah. weird stuff starts happening. Cause yeah, they're not going to go like doing it on, autopilot. Let me bring up my Word document with my top 50 favorite characters and look yeah. at where I ranked everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Only we're going to do that stuff because we're like, we're the contest where we rank everything, but most people don't care that much. They'll just pick whatever comes to mind. And I think this theory goes towards what we're seeing with Smash as well.
because I think a large part of the percentage base are watching these trailers, and it's not like, I love King DDD, or I love King K. Rule, and they are in my top 20 characters of all time. It's just like, their brain is kind of half working. Oh, I saw that character recently. Oh, that was kind of a funny trailer. Click, 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 lock it in, and all of a sudden they're doing 20 percentage points better than they would in a different kind of scenario. Weird, weird to think about it that way, but I think there could be some truth to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys are totally, totally right. It sounds, it might sound weird to board eighters, but we are the ones who are ranking our favorite characters, and I feel that this many years later, there are still some of us that have a mental block thinking, "Wait a minute, they're not. That character is not going to get stronger. Like people like this character, you know, way more. They'd never go against their own opinion. Like, no, dude, it can happen all the time. A trailer is all it takes, and like." I feel like Snake getting in the Brawl trailer kind of closed the lid on that one, but I still feel like there are some of us that still have that mental block because we just can't think that way. We might be a little bit more binary in our thinking, but most people are not. So I did an experiment of this recently um, where I actually asked a bunch of my friends, like, what's your five favorite games? Just five. Um, It was tough for them. They they just didn't know off the top of our head. They're like, ah. Let me sit down and think of that. You ask a board eight or they'll have it in like five seconds. Sure. Oh, yep. yeah, dude. I, no, I'm so glad you brought that up. I've had the exact same experiences. And whenever I'm trying to strike up a conversation with people, even when I ask them, what's your favorite movie? You know, sometimes they'll engage, but other times they're like, oh, God, why are you putting me on the spot like that? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not asking you to rank your top 45 in like a 500 post topic. I'm asking for your one favorite and it's still freaking you out. So I think the weird person is probably us, you know? Yeah. Nah, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the proof of that is, so what was it, like 10 years ago that SB rolled out polls on GameFAQs? And every message board, like all the social message boards were like just filled with polls for two weeks. And then every other message board hasn't had a poll in like eight years. And <laughs> if you look at board eight, we, we will have half of our front page at any given time will be polls. Rank this. Rank this. What do you think about this? Put these things in order. All this kind of stuff. And it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense that we're nerdy and mathematical and we like to rank stuff and all that. But it does go to show how our brain, I think, like there's like physical evidence of this, works differently than the casual person who's going to be voting in these matches. Yeah. Okay, that was a really weird deep dive, but I hope yeah, totally. I, no, I, I hope at least two one. listeners enjoyed that because yeah. that was pretty wild. Uh, all right, so we're going on a bit here, but let's quickly hit on those turds. Um, KP, who do you really want to blast from the last week? Oh, I have two. Um, those matches are two of my favorite matches this round because they were comedy matches. The first one um, is good old Vincent Valentine. Ooh, who boy. almost Ooh. gave up the ghost to the biggest loser in contest since 2005. Magus was the first character to ever, like, get the entire guru banked on him, and he lost. That was the first character to ever do that. Not the only, but yeah. still the first. He lost to, to freaking Knuckles in a division that we had him winning. Um, he, like, lost a Big Boss, like, a little bit later. I think it was in 2007 when no one thought Big Boss would win. Um, he lost the Sandbag. He's uh, just... I know there's another, oh yeah, and then he also lost to Alucard, like, really easily. Like, he's just, just this perennial disappointment year after year. Vincent, like, I think someone just, a really nice summary. Vincent beat Chrono, and now he's almost losing to Magus, this dude? Yep. Like, come on, man. Like, 
Like people were giving him a lot of like, nah, he can't be that weak. It was just the picture. And the picture last in 2013, it hurt. But I think that Magus result proved it wasn't just the picture. Vincent just kind of sucks right now. Like this dude has fallen farther than almost any other character in the entire bracket, I think. I don't think there's anyone like except maybe Sephiroth and Cloud. Um, but they can still beat almost everyone else here. Vincent could lose to a lot of people he would beat in the past. Um, now, I am going to give him a slight bit of credit. I do think Chrono Trigger is going to be a lot stronger this year. Magus looked good. Frog looked good. I forget who Chrono fought, honestly, but I think I remember him doing pretty good. After what we saw Chrono Trigger do in the last game contest, where it looked like it was going to just demolish everything, um, I feel like Chrono Trigger is not going to be on a rebound this year, but it still looked pretty bad. So I'm going to give him a bit of credit. I'm going to give him second place turd. First place turd. Noctis Lucis Calum. <laughs> Bring back to losing to a freaking glove after, oh my god, when was the villain's contest? Like 2004? Five. We really, We really got, yeah, 2005. We really got that bit of content history back and repeated. And it's not like, like, Kuja is... A, a kind of liked villain from Final Fantasy IX, and back then people didn't even like Final Fantasy IX that much. It wasn't that popular back then. Noctis is the main character of the most recent game, and it won Game of the Year on our site, and he got 42% against a glove. There's against Master Hand. I get that it's Smash season. I get that when you look at the rest of the round, all the Nintendo characters doing well, it doesn't look quite as bad. But he didn't even make it close. 42% against a glove. The freaking glove came back, and even though I picked Noctis to beat him and Wario the next round, I was so, I just laughed that entire day. It was so funny. Like, how, how worthless is it to be a Final Fantasy protagonist when you can't do that? Like, That's actually... That, that's a good point. I've never thought of that because the name is a misnomer. It's not even a hand. It's just a glove. There's no hand in there. There's it's no just hand. A glove. It's just a glove. Yeah. Master hand is just a glove. He doesn't just because the name says master hand, it doesn't have to be a hand. It, it's I don't it's not a, a full hand. It's just a glove. I'm like I have I this so. weird yeah. sneaking <laughs> suspicion master hand might do something weird like beat Wario next round. I mean, Wario's not oppressive. He's really not. I don't care if Master yeah. Hand beats Wario next round in, like, 51% or whatever. Noctis, he should have beaten Wario. He should have been the one to be there. Like, I, you can't always say that a Final Fantasy character, like, protagonist makes for a strong character. Lightning isn't that great. Um, Titus, you know, has a very poor track record of winning close matches. Like, Vaughn is, like, one of the weakest characters we've ever had from that series, and he's technically the protagonist, even though no one likes him. Um, but I feel like Noctis just... He looks so bad for a game that is so recent, one game of the year. It's not a universally-liked game. It's been devices, divisive, but you don't need to be that strong to beat Master Hand. Even in Smash Season, you don't need to be that strong to beat Master Hand. Maybe I'll be proven wrong in Master Hand, like, doubles Wario next round, but it's just... The fact that it wasn't even close, it's just, it's so funny, and he's definitely the biggest turd of this round for me. I mean, I knew, I knew that Final Fantasy XV was dead in the water the moment they announced that the playable party would not have any female characters. Like, this is a freaking Japanese RPG. Like, what the hell are you doing? You put at least one packaged waifu in there, and you call it a day. Zero female <laughs> characters? Like what, what? What the hell are you smoking? Do you know who your fan base is? 
of course that game was DOA. I don't care that it won game of the year. Like whatever, whatever it's up against in the in the next game contest, take it to lose. Yeah, Masterhand could go on an incredible run now, and that is because of his epic appearance in the new subspace emissary. It was oh, a pretty shit, cool trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't oh, yeah. seen like the oh, final cutscene of that it. direct, so uh, that that final cutscene in the direct is amazing. It's really great, and Masterhand is in it. So yeah. Yeah. You well, my appetite. Yeah, got gotta check that out if you haven't yet. Um, but getting back to the Vincent match, the the funniest thing about this is uh, Vincent was actually the underdog here. Only 48% of the site picked him to win this, which isn't really that surprising. Vincent has never been respected by uh, the overall bracket makers. but And obviously they, they have had respect for Chrono since way, way back in the day um, when he went on you know his incredible run initially. But uh, we were already pretty gun-shy about Final Fantasy VII. Even though the stats said this should be a pretty easy win, we had it down to like 56%. And even so, Vincent underperformed by 5%. So I think that's a legit turd, although I do think a lot of that was Chrono Trigger boosting it up a little ways. Yeah. Yo, wh- wh- where are you going for turd? Well, Vincent is a pretty good pick. I mean, I feel like most of the ones here we- we've already kind of covered. We've covered Draven at Nauseam. So, I, I mean, he's obviously a turd of turds, but I don't want to single him out again. <laughs> Same for Sands. Same for Nathan Drake, who was probably my first pick. So I'm going to... All those picks are gone. You know what? Who would it be? Um, Nathan Drake. I'm sorry. That was just too bad of a performance. <laughs> it was, I'm, I'm looking. I'm trying to find somebody else to give it to. Um, I guess... You know what? You know who else sucks today? Quiet. Not a noisy day for, sure. for quiet. Like that's a yeah. that's a percentage. I think I think most of that is probably picture driven. It's kind of, you know, it is probably the very embodiment embodiment of what we've just spent the last 15, 20 minutes talking about. You've got a very realistic, like human looking face. It's not particularly attractively drawn or anything. It's not a flattering shot up against you know, very, very um, appealing, like pops right out at you, anime girl, and like the writing's on the wall there. And it's, yeah, it's a very bad performance for Quiet. I did see some people like baking on Quiet and they said specifically, well, after what Riku did, you know, maybe Kingdom Hearts is just trash. Aqua is not going yep. to be strong. Riku was stronger than her. Uh, hmm. I was like, Quiet, probably going to end up really low in the X stats, might be bottom five by the time this all shakes out. Yep, I'd, I'd have to agree, yep. based on what we saw out of Kingdom Hearts earlier. Seems seems pretty bad. Um, I, I don't want to say turd, but I do... One performance that I still don't quite understand, and that's... Uh, he's my guy, Captain Falcon. He's oh, done sure. well for me in the past. He, you know, He's come through in, in some situations, uh, and, and I really like banking on him because uh, he, he always would get dumped on because he'd get stuck in these... Nintendo matches where he would just get overshadowed. And I said, no, I think this guy's got some real strength. But it was just a little weird to me. He has the more anime look. He has more Smash appeal. He was going against a Castlevania character that he should have all kinds of advantages over. So I actually went big on this one. I was thinking he could push into the high 60s. And he still won. He won easily, but only 60%. 
So 3% underperformance. Um, one thing I will point out about this, though, is that uh, GameFAQs was really behind Captain Falcon. He got a plus five from the on-site voters. So that's right up there near Zelda and, uh, well, above Bowser, and but near Zelda and Pikachu kind of territory. So that does bode well for him looking good against Seth next round. Uh, but I really felt like he should have gone big on Richter Belmont, and that didn't happen, which is still a little weird to me. Um, anyone else? And for that matter, Fox should have done better. Everything that we've seen this year, I, I, although I guess, to be fair, Resident Evil hasn't been dropping the ball. Like, it's been doing decent. It's been um, looking more. good, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. yeah. So, so with that, I'll give it credit. But everything else we just said, this cartoony-looking character looking good in the match picks against a human... Granted that this was a better-looking girl, yeah, so it's, I, it's not quite as unappealing. Yeah, I got, I got to rep my girl here. I don't know. I feel like Jill is one of the few exceptions to that rule. Like, Jill is, at this point, it's not just me fanboying out. Like, Jill is a legendary character in video games. I don't think Jill is, like, anywhere near that whole alloy or even the Nathan Drake tier. I feel like video game players know and respect and, like, really like Jill Valentine. So uh, we were just talking about how early game crushes stay with people. I think Jill's one of them easily. Yeah, Um, and I I actually think when you know all things considered, um, she she was actually she's been pretty good. Um, She's actually really close to Fox in the last stats. They're pretty much dead even. I feel like once you just adjust upwards for Nintendo, which we have to do for basically every match this contest, I feel like that was pretty much where I expected it. Jill isn't really going to fall in popularity because she's like. She's a bunch of people's first crush. She's a very popular character in a popular series. She's not one of those, like, Western duds. She's going to be here for a while. Um, but Fox is just stronger because it, it's a Nintendo year, and it's, like, 5% stronger. But I think that's pretty in line. I actually um, I actually thought she did pretty good. I, I think Fox could have gone higher, but I was also kind of worried Fox would lose just because they have been close in the past. So I feel like both of them did about as expected there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's exactly where I would have pegged this match pre-contest. The only weird thing about it to me is, again, I feel like Nintendo has been doing so much better, and especially the Nintendo characters with Smash ties have been doing so much better that it's weird that this result... It's weird that the result made sense because <laughs> you compare it then to DDD and King K. Rule and even how good Rosalina looked although we don't exactly know how, how strong that's going to be. We'll, we'll find out next round. But I feel like Fox should have blown it up a little bit higher. It wasn't a terrible showing, um, but a little bit against the trends. And probably I should give Jill more credit than, than I knock Fox on that one. And I, I do think we'll see that in the next round, by the way. I, I do want to say, as a quick aside, I actually did want to bring this up earlier. Um, there was a poll, like a GameFAQs you know, poll of the day, a couple of years ago, asking... Who is your favorite Valentine? And they gave a bunch of different Valentine video game characters, and Jill kicked Vincent's ass. Yes. So, you know, I, I think that that's a testament to both Vincent absolutely falling, which I kind of want to talk about, but I don't want this, this episode to run too long, and also Jill remaining just consistent and respected throughout the years. Yeah, I can buy it. What's your favorite uh, Valentine? Quick thing, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Jill got 45% of the total vote, and Vincey got 31. Yeah. Destroyed. She, she, yeah, she cracked him good. 
made a sandwich out of that boy. If anything, you would expect the huge fan base, like the Final Fantasy fan base, to you know, yeah. all rally behind their dude, and it didn't happen. You know, I will talk about it for a little bit. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, it's pretty fun to make fun of Vincent, I'm going to be honest. Well, I'll just say that, you know, I played Final Fantasy VII for the first time in 2008, so I was late to the party. I played it five to ten years after the average person on, on GameFAQs did. And I played it already, obviously, I already knew about most of the characters, or at least that I expected to see them. And I really liked most of the characters. Like I thought Sephiroth was an awesome villain. I really liked Cloud. I loved Sid. I liked Tifa. I liked Yuffie. I liked Ares. Vincent was the one guy who did nothing for me. Like I, I couldn't get what about his personality made him popular. And I thought, okay, it is all 100% just the fact that he's like mysterious-looking dude with a gun. He looked cool back in like 1997, and. And it makes total sense to me now that he'd be the one Final Fantasy VII guy who would drop like a rock, you know, who would just who would decline faster than anybody else because there's just not not nearly as much keeping him there in your memory. There's not nearly as much keeping him like endeared to you over the years. So in that sense, his drop isn't too surprising. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think. I've made those exact arguments on Bordy in the past, and it really just it just keeps happening. Honestly, he he looked it, kind of iffy in 2010. Um, did too dead bad. 2013 he looked bad. Right now he's looking possibly worse. Like I don't know. Like what does someone like even like Vincent for in 2018? Like most of the people on GameFAQs are pushing 30 at this point. Like. Does a 30-year-old really go on site and go, oh, man, Vincent, he was the coolest thing ever when I was 12. Click. <laughs> Apparently not so much anymore. Yeah. All right. Last thing I want to hit on before we move on, and that's just how uh, we dodged a number of bullets this week. One is that the uh, Undertale 2 demo came out, what, a couple days ago? Mm-hmm. Yep. And not to say that that would have taken over the site, but it does feel good that we got Sands out of the contest and all of a sudden people are talking about Undertale again. Uh, yeah. Might, might elect out a little bit there. And the other thing is, so Ange has been tracking those rally topics, uh, as we mentioned last week on the show, and the most successful rally we've seen so far was the one on Waluigi's subreddit. First of all, why does Waluigi need a subreddit? Come on. But <laughs> um, the, the guys on that site are so behind their dude. Uh, it got like... 82 upvotes and only two downvotes, whereas every other rally has been, like, split. It'll get, like, 10 upvotes, but then 11 downvotes, something like that, and people say, I'm going to vote for the other character. No, I this sucks. I'm not going to get excited about this character. They were so behind Waluigi, and they were so, like, yeah, yeah, this is great. Final Fantasy VII always wins. So we're going to finally get good old Nintendo a win. <laughs> like that was the attitude. Those plucky underdogs. Board. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Waluigi sticking it to the man. Um, so yeah, it was, we got very lucky there because they were like really behind it and we're rallying votes to him, but luckily it's just a smaller board. And so they didn't have the numbers to really catch fire. But if something like that had happened a little later in the contest, like maybe a smash is getting closer and maybe people are now going to be like, why isn't Waluigi a DLC character? Or why wasn't he in, in the game? You know, people could get all excited about that thing again. 
and I could have seen some ugly stuff happening. So I mean, just, it would have been funny, but <laughs> it would also have been gross. So just to so, touch on that match for a second, um, it, it didn't really get talked about at all simply because we were relieved a rally didn't take off. Waluigi's performance there was extremely good. Like, yeah. Eris has not really dropped in strength either. She's pretty good. She's, like, not as strong as Tifa, but she's, with, like, with Tifa that, like, she's one of those Final Fantasy girls that people just still like. She's, like, not amazingly strong, but she is strong. Waluigi got, like, what, 43% against her? How does he do that? Like, this dude couldn't get 43% against Raiden, like, last contest. Like, you put Waluigi somewhere else in the bracket without a, a strong round one opponent, he could have won, like, really easily. He picks up Rally Steam, gets to round two, wins again. Like, we avoided a pretty bad scenario there. Like, Waluigi's performance there was actually way better than it had any right to be, and I'm glad it got cut off when it did. And it's absolutely a result that would have changed in a three- or a four-way match. So we can thank SB not only for the four-way locking on the votes, which is helping, but the 1v1-ness. This is absolutely one of those that would have swung because oh man, well, Waluigi would have base. just massacred a four-way pull where it's like three normal characters and then wah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the other thing I almost forgot to mention: this was our eighth upset of the last week because, and I, this is hard to believe, but Waluigi was hugely respected site-wide. He had 55% of the brackets behind him, so wow. yeah, like the most powerful force GameFAQs had ever seen as of like. 2004 is now not even getting the respect of half the brackets. Now, some of that was the weird seating here because Waluigi got meme rallied to number two. But even so, um, you'd think Aerith would be a very safe, safe pick by anyone who knows what they're talking about. And half the site was surprised <laughs> by this one. Weird stuff, but technically that does count as an upset. All right, that's enough about uh, the past week. Let's look ahead now quickly, and let's have everyone just touch on a couple matches that you think might be especially interesting or ones to watch for here in round two, just so that people don't get totally surprised. KP, what match did you want to bring up? Uh, very first two? one is actually going to be happening tomorrow. Donkey Kong could easily beat Leon. I would not be surprised. Leon, I, res Leon I respect. Leon is he's like the definition of a high mid-card character who's just outside of being one of those elite people. Um, he's had a lot of good results, but Donkey Kong really gave Titus the business that, that like, in round one. And while I, you know, Titus does tend to choke, like, Titus isn't that weak. Like, he's actually got decent strength behind him, but Donkey Kong just showed him the door. Like, after you see what freaking King Cave Rule is doing today, like, Donkey Kong could easily just come out swinging and beat Leon. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Leon's going to put up a fight, and I think he's probably still got the advantage going in, but that could bust a lot of people's brackets. Like, so a lot of people have Leon going to the finals in that division. Hmm. Yeah, me among them. And uh, the, the only thing I would say, like, if this were almost any other series, I would agree with you and say, how can you bet against Nintendo and Smash, and particularly a character that, as you just talked about, was in a pretty funny and pretty entertaining Smash trailer recently in Donkey Kong. But I do feel like Resident Evil has been holding on pretty well, and I feel like that could be just enough. Now, I expect this to be very close either way, but personally, I'm still going to go with Leon, um, now with a ton of confidence. Which way are you leaning right now, Yo? For me, I almost can't tell you. This one is pretty much a coin flip at this point. I, I had Donkey Kong the moment... 
I first looked at the bracket. I went back and I changed it to Leon. I have Leon Kennedy in my bracket now. I'm not sure if I regret that pick. I mean, Leon looked very good. I think Resident Evil has looked quite solid. And in, you know, most years for the past decade, I think Leon dispatches Donkey Kong without much trouble. But this isn't really most years. Like, this is clearly a very Nintendo-heavy year, a Smash-dominated year. And it looks like DK was one of the primary recipients of that. I think, you know, that damn dirty ape, as KP was saying, like, <laughs> you know, the... What what he did to, to Titus in the first round really can't be understated. Like that, he made that debated match look real easy, and I think he absolutely has a great chance of beat, of beating Leon. Um, honestly, if I was in the Oracle right now, I would basically flip a coin and take that winner with exactly fifty percent. Yeah, doesn't sound like a bad bet. I do think it's going to be right in that range either way. Uh, Yo, what's your match to watch for? Oh man, there are so many. Um. You know, Red Sora is going to be fireworks. I, I still yep. feel like, I still feel like Red has has the big win advantage. I still feel like Red is the favorite. The one thing that gave me a little bit of hope, or I guess the two things, you know, Charizard did not look that hot, and Mewtwo Mewtwo didn't exactly Mewtwo did his job. Mewtwo won without ever being threatened. He won easily, but he didn't exactly go out there and you know bust out the freaking Pikachu doubling up scorpion performance that put the fear of god into me and to anyone else who didn't have like a, an all pokemon final four something like that you know so mm -hmm. I, I think those two results give me a little bit more hope in sora to where i think this is still debatable but yeah going with going with red here but you know look out for fireworks there um what other matches you know i, think I would Ness say uh, yeah what, what do you got uh i feel like I just lost it. Uh, Tiff of Mewtwo is going to be... Oh, there. yeah. That's an important That's one for sure. Like I said, I have... I actually have Tiffa going to the division finals in that one and actually winning the division now that I look at it. Um, I do think it's a bit of a rough sell in this Nintendo year, but I do think she could still do it. She looked pretty good in round one. Um, but like it's she has to go through Mewtwo, Mega Man X, and then Luigi... With that said, Mewtwo also has to go through Tifa, Mega Man X, and then Luigi. So like, that this is like one of those chain reaction matches. I could I could actually see whoever wins this doing something weird and and winning the division. Like if Mewtwo just pulls out some weirdness, he could beat Luigi. I think Luigi's the favorite there, but it could still happen. Like it's so it's it, it's one of those matches that's worth two points and also worth more points down the road. Yeah, I. I mean, I agree with you, except that I just feel, I, I guess I just have more respect for Mega Man X. And we, we already discussed on, um, you know, how impressive it, that 80% was. But to me, I think that was a big deal. And I think he should be the favorite over these other characters. That being said, I do think it's going to be close. Now, if this were like any other of the big uh, Nintendo series, I would be saying you got to go with Mewtwo. But Pokemon has not quite been doing it, and I'm not quite sure why. We just talked about how appealing character designs and being colorful and being cartoony has been really good this year. And yet, um, Pikachu aside, they haven't exactly been blowing us away. So I do still give uh, Tifa a really good shot at this one. I think as of right now, I would still have her in my Oracle, but I do expect it to be right down to the wire either way. Yo, are you thinking the same? Yeah, I think this one's close. I mean, I've got I've got Tifa in my bracket. Most of the signs, you know, just most of the signs for me 
kind of point me in the direction of taking the Pokemon, just because Nintendo's been so strong, Smash has been so strong, but Tifa is that that one Final Fantasy VII character that just won't quit. We've all talked about it. She is like the model of consistency that all other Final Fantasy characters these days, they aspire to, because she seems to be one of the few that's just doing it, that's remaining that consistent. And I, you know, I've actually posted about this in the stats topic. She's had a long contest history. She missed the first few. She got in in, in 2005. Ever since then, she's been a contest mainstay. She has only ever lost to Noble Niners, and she's never looked bad when losing to Noble Niners. She she obliterates fodder. You know, she beats other mid-carders, and she's pretty high up on the Final Fantasy hierarchy. Like, she's lost to Sephiroth and made it look respectable. In her first mm-hmm. year, she lost to Sonic, respectively. She seems to be Samus's kryptonite. She always takes the fight right to Samus, you know? The only time she's ever lost to a non-Noble Niner was in a four-way. Kratos just barely beat her, and Sephiroth was, like, SFFing the crap out of her. That was the only mm-hmm. time. It's, mm-hmm. She is super consistent, so I've got to favor her ever so slightly just because of her history. The fact I like her a lot, and sometimes I just kind of enjoy seeing Pokemon lose. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going that way. I'm looking around, too. There's some good stuff here. I also I want to point out Alucard versus Yuna. Mm-hmm. I, think, you know, I think Alucard is another one of those video game characters that's just been around forever. Everybody respects him. And I'm pretty sure Yuna's the favorite, but definitely don't sleep on Alucard. I think he had at least 2.3 seconds in that Castlevania Smash trailer. Who knows? Who knows what that could have done for the guy? Um, And let's see. You know what? Ness and 2B. That one could be like lower level kind of fodder fireworks. I have no idea who's going to win that. I thought 2B at first. You know, I think Leonhardt's analysis from a few weeks ago would swayed me. I've got her in my bracket. She looked really good. Amazing design. But it's the year of Nintendo, so who knows? I think Phoenix I'm... Wright versus Ike could be a pretty good two-point match oh, as well. Yeah, sure. yeah. True, yeah, very much. Like that's Phoenix gonna be is... the you go ahead. That's gonna be like the most fun to watch because we know Phoenix Wright is gonna get out to a big lead. Mm-hmm. And then it will be how much of this was board eight, how much of this is legit. Because we've seen the the characters from this series tumbling eleven percent, ten percent, thirteen percent in in the matches versus where we start them in those first five minutes. So if Ike is the legitimately stronger character, which I'm not even sure if that's the case anymore, um, but if he is, this could be really cool to see like Phoenix trying valiantly to hold him off. How long how long he can do it? Um, that should be neat. Mm-hmm. Yo, any thoughts on that one? On Ike and Phoenix, I'm I'm still going to have to favor Ike there. I just feel, you know what, Smash has just been too strong. I, I, I feel like Ike has a very appealing design, and I feel like Phoenix is the kind of guy who can go big against a character like Chris Redfield. You know, humanoid-looking, kind of not really that appealing-looking. Phoenix Wright looks amazing, bright cartoony character, pops out right at you, but so does Ike. And Ike has Smash and like a big old sword. So I'm gonna favor gonna mm-hmm. favor the yeah, the Smash guy there. I did pick Phoenix in my bracket and the reason why was pretty simple. It's that he actually beat Marth really easily last contest. And I don't think Ike is that much stronger than Marth. Um 
So it's like kind of a 50-50 coin flip match for me. I feel like Phoenix is really respectable these days. Gone are the days of him breaking Gordon Freeman, never wins. He's actually pretty good. Um, and I feel like the registered vote things actually helps because I, I feel like a lot of registered voters are going to be in Phoenix's like corner. Um, Ike is also a really strong early vote character. I, he gets a lot of his like inherent strength from being like the, the early super strong Nintendo vote, and he's always had a very strong early vote. But that's going to just get taken by Phoenix. You don't out-early vote Phoenix. No one does, ever. Like That's all going to him, and he's going to jump out to this huge lead. And I don't know if Ike can really, like, I don't know how much he can come back from that. But we'll have to see. It's I think it'll be fun. Like, no matter which of those characters wins, I think people are going to be happy. I think people like both of those characters a lot, so. One that I wanted to bring up that was not expected to be much of a match, but now I think you should be questioning it. That is Geralt going up against Simon. And Mm -hmm. first of all, I mean, Geralt could be any number of places along the, the strength spectrum, but you would think Simon, at least, with this newfound smash strength and the better match picture would be at Rosalina's level, if not higher. Um, so, so that right there makes it close. And then the thing I want to point out about this one is actually it could be an interesting swing because Rosalina won the GameFAQs vote by 2%, while Simon won the GameFAQs vote by 2.5%. So we're talking like roughly a 5% swing in registered voters in the, in the uh, favor of Nintendo in this one if the trends hold from last match. So if it it does end up being one of those close matches, that could be one of those where a a 5% swing, if it happens, could absolutely make the difference. And we could have another split vote there. And um, yeah, so so don't sleep on that one as an upset. Um, Not not to say I have a a ton of confidence in Simon, but I do think it's going to be close. And it could come down to a small little factor like that. Uh, For some of these other matches, I feel pretty confident in Ness. And I say that as, um, like, I was really impressed with 2B's performance when it, when it first happened. But then you compare it to what Ami did against mm-hmm. what, to me, feels like a similar character. I mean, granted, we don't hate whatever that guy's name was the way we did Draven. Because it's like, he didn't butt devastate us for, two, for three months <laughs> of our lives. So, so it's not like, like, we don't have that extra motivating factor. But still, even so, it was like a very anti-vote character, and she has appealing design, and she went big, but she didn't go 88% big. So to me, that was just a good win, but not that amazing. Whereas Ness actually had a a legit challenge. Like, look how good all the Sonic team has been doing this year, and he still got the job done with a little bit of room to spare. So I feel a lot better about Ness heading into that match. I think he's going to be able to pull it out the other one I have confidence in is Bowser Charizard. Uh, obviously, that makes sense after we saw Charizard drop the ball last round. Um, but even outside of that, I just feel Mario's trending way up. Pokemon trending a little bit down this year. So I, I feel good uh, for him to get the job done there. The match I really wanted to talk about, though, was going to be Pikachu against Kratos. And nah, after what's happened to every yeah. Western character... <laughs> It's hard, it's hard to make that case. Yeah, uh, so I'm not even going to knock Kratos that much because I think he's probably never going to be as strong as he was back in the day, but I feel like, you know, GameFAQs will have taken to the new God of War, and he's going to be at least respectable. I feel like Pikachu is going to be a monster this year. Like, 
he is the one Pokemon character that doesn't need random rallies to do well. He's just been knocking heads like crazy since 2010. He's probably going to sweep this division, I'm going to be honest. I picked him. Um, I still feel very com comfortable on that. His performance against Scorpion was extremely good. Um, I think tr some people tried to write it off as like Mortal Kombat losing relevancy. And then Sub-Zero <laughs> just did really well against Shulk. No, no right. problems whatsoever. So it's like that just made Pikachu's already great performance look even better. It's like he's just it's like I don't know why like no one cares about the other Pokemon nearly as much as him but that's just how it is like Charizard looked iffy to say the least Mewtwo looked okay Pikachu's he's gonna do real well and Kratos is just not gonna do well against him he's gonna look very bad in comparison I feel like he's gonna look less bad after Pikachu goes and beats up Yoshi and Zero but it's not gonna be a pretty look for him at the moment I think it's that Tifa factor. Pikachu was our first love for much of this part. <laughs> Maybe in a slightly different way, but... Uh, Not for everyone, but yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, no, the, the thing I'll say about, about Kratos, um, the like I was so impressed with how good he, he did. Remember, yo, we talked about against Marston, and it's like right. everyone is hyped about Red Dead Redemption 2, and yet he killed this character. Um, but now that I look at that result more, it feels more like... He stood out in the match pick. He was a less of the boring human looking guy. The you kind of naturally were going to pick him. He was more like as a character, he's been a little more relevant. You know, he has a big game this year, so people kind of naturally went to him. I mm -hmm. now that we've seen everything we've seen, I feel like those votes were not as strong as I originally thought. And so I do feel like people are just gonna default to the electric rat colorful choice in this one just kind of uh yeah he, the game was good and all that but um yeah, i'm going with my nintendo roots here yeah i i totally agree i mean i i feel like we have to re-examine kratos's his win which was still impressive but it was impressive against you know generic everyman in a contest where generic everyman has just been getting the tar kicked out of him so you know whereas pikachu beat the antithesis of generic everyman, which is, you know, a guy that even though he's a Western character, everybody's known him and like liked him and he's looked cool for 25 some odd years. So I think, yeah, Pikachu's going to have no problem dispatching Kratos. Yep. Sad to say, but that is how it's looking right now. Um, any other matches here? We, we talked a little bit on Tails Master Chief. I do think that's going to be a good one. And I yeah. think it'll be within a couple percentage points, but I am favoring Tails in this one. Although, I'll give Master Chief credit. Well, number one, he put up a really good percentage last round. And number Very two, he, he, he's going to look um, distinctive in that match picture. It's not going to be a, a Nathan Drake where your eye is just drawn to Tails and that's all you see. Like, mm -hmm. you, you know, he looks good. He's got his own distinct style. Um, I think he'll hang in there better, even despite what I said earlier or a couple shows ago about, you know, Microsoft's really down on the site right now. Well, sure, but Master Chief has become more iconic. It's become like your teenage years kind of thing. I still favor Tails here, but I do think that's going to be neck and neck. Yeah, I feel, you know, I feel that if you think that Tails is going to get another 57% win, just like you got over Drake, I don't think that's going to happen this time. I would still favor Tails, but I do think Chief is going to put up a much better fight than Drake did last round. I feel like he'll put up a better fight, but I, 
I'm like 90% confident in Tails, I'm going to be honest. I don't think Chief has aged super well on this site. He's aged better than generic Everyman just because he does have the, you know, the cool Halo whatever Spartan suit design. Um, but Tails just... Like, he has all the intangibles in his in his favor. Like Sonic Team did great. Like we we talked about all this. I'm not gonna reiterate, reiterate everything. I just feel like Chief, you know, he's he's gonna look better than Drake. I don't think he's gonna win, and I don't think he's gonna make it that close. And if nothing else, Master Chief doesn't win close matches. Like he's I don't know if he ever has. Yeah, against Donkey Kong, <laughs> the oh, perennial. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that happened once. <laughs> Forgot. Yep. Yeah. That uh, that was the one of the original like who will choke first kind of matches. And we found yeah. out. Um, and uh, on a slightly different yeah. note, just to announce it, after having fought for that, you know, fought for his life for the past three and a half hours, Shepard has finally retaken the lead from King K. Rule. Yeah. Wow, from beating Ares to fighting for his life against King K. Rule. Twenty-eight vote lead at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel. Dude, I, I don't know. I'm looking at this result, and I feel like this guy might rival Vincent in who's fallen the most. Granted, he doesn't have nearly as long of a contest history, but man. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough to see. I feel like it doesn't feel as dramatic as Vincent's just because Shepard right. never put on this amazing performance. Like, his his claim to fame is beating Ares, which is great. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely a very good result. But Vincent was, like, noble ninebreaker. Like, this, this dude, you yeah. put him against a dude, like, I think he was, like... People kind of wrote it off because four ways, but he beat Chrono. He was the first person to ever yeah. beat a Noble Niner in any poll. And Vincent now he's almost beat, losing to Magus. Yeah, Vincent beat Chrono, Squall, Zelda, Dante, I think Ganondorf. I, I think he might have it. Yeah, I think he's got a win against Ganondorf. Like Vincent, v Vincent's list of victims is elite, like the elite of the elite. And, mm -hmm. you know, now he's, now he's doing stuff like this. Granted, I did want to give props to Frog. Chrono Trigger has looked, you know, better so far. But, I mean, to go from a resume like that, which was probably the best resume of any non-Noble Niner, right up there with Squall, to, to struggling in matches like this, it's, it's a long fall. It's a shame Frog couldn't avoid Nintendo. I would yeah. have liked to get a better read mm -hmm. on the series heading into yeah. the Chrono match. Um. One other that was debated, and we've already touched on it a little bit, but I don't think it's too debatable anymore. I feel very confident in Bayonetta over Pac-Man. Even discussing all this Pac-Man factor, I think Bayonetta's got enough going in her favor this year specifically that she'll be able to get, get the job done. Um, I do agree with Leon when he was saying, you know, Pac-Man is, is the fodder line, and he always is. Everyone's decided on him. But I do think he got a little boost this year. Uh, with the four-way voting, but even with that, I think Bayonetta should be above him and be able to get the job done. The other thing I'll say is, I just I think what we spent a lot of time on here tonight of this four-way trend, and it's like you're not really thinking and you don't have strong feelings about the the matches. Um, I feel like that's going away. Even though we are going to continue to see four matches per day this round and the next, uh, I do feel like now that we've eliminated a lot of these foddery characters, the remaining people we do feel stronger about maybe not so much your Bombermans and uh, like diva. I still think it's going to be a lot of apathy. Captain toad. Maybe people don't feel strongly about, but less so this round. I think that Pac-Man factor is going to be toned down this round. And I think it'll be almost totally gone away by round three and four and onwards. 
Do you kind of agree, yo? Does that make sense? No, it, it totally makes sense. I mean, the, you know, Aqua and, and those kind of characters, they'll stick around for, for one more round, but most of them have disappeared. And when you get down to, you know, when you get down to the cream of the crop, um, you're going to have voters who are definitely more passionate about the characters. And I think it'll be, you know, less about, you know, less about impulse and great pictures and just, you know, more about the, uh, the traditional strength of the characters or, you know, or maybe who's gotten like amazing new exposure, you know, factors that we, we can kind of describe and talk about and see more like, you know, almost like more tangibly. Yeah. That seems to make sense. All right. Uh, KP, any last matchup that we didn't touch on that you have a strong feeling about for this coming week? Coming week? I don't really think so. Uh, let me just run through the bracket real quick. Um, I think it might be a bit interesting to see like Squall versus Garrus just to see like to see how far Mass Effect has fallen. That's a bit of a mean reason to want to look forward to it, but I'm a stats person. I like figuring these things out. Um, I feel like Ocelot versus Mega Man X. I think Ocelot versus Mega Man X, I think, will be a surprisingly important one because I think it's like Mega Man X has the chance to like prove against you know a legit character that his performance against Isabel was you know as good as some people are saying it is. Um, so that's like you know, and we've actually like got a very good comparison for that. And I I have looked at this stats way too much if I can say this off the top of my head. But back in 2010, Ocelot went dead even with Pokemon Trainer Red back when he sucked, and then Red scored like 38% against Mega Man X. Um, so that's a really close comparison. If Mega Man X can go like big, mid 60s, even maybe even higher than that, then yeah, like I will definitely say he deserves to win that division. So I think that will be like a nice one to see. Um, other than that, um, I'm looking forward to Falcon versus Sephiroth's board vote. That's just funny to see. Uh, I think we're. I think I'm good. Yeah, I, I do think Falcon's going to put up a good number there. As much as I was disappointed in him last round. I think this is an ideal situation for him with all the trends we're seeing this year. Yo, any last thoughts? Um, I, you know, I think we've, we've run the gamut. We've covered pretty much everything. Um, you know, despite having trashed Vincent for about 10 minutes, I do think that Boron Vincent match has just a hair of intrigue because as bad as Vincent has looked, you know, Boron has definitely looked stronger and more importantly, perhaps more stable you know, steadier over the years. Um, it's still Final Fantasy VII. And if there's one thing we've learned over the years, it's that Final Fantasy VII doesn't drop the ball against other Final Fantasies without a fight. You know, mm -hmm. they'll, mm -hmm. they'll put up a fight. Now, Vincent can easily lay down and die, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't be the most shocked I've ever been if he somehow used that inter-Final Fantasy SFF and somehow managed to win. And mm -hmm. if he managed, the funny thing is, I think Oran is the big favorite in that division running away, right? What is that yes. decision? Uh, yeah. If if Vincent can somehow SFF him to the, the upset win, despite being a weaker character intrinsically, it throws that entire division in flux. Like, Bayonetta could win that division. Sub-Zero could freaking win that division. You never... Like, you never know. That's why that match intrigues me so much, because the power of SFF, like, dirty SFF, like, undeserved SFF, could just 
throw that whole division in disarray. And a part of me actually would like to see it happen just for the, the sheer craziness that would that would ensue. Yeah, let's get Magus yeah. above Orin in the X stats. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Let's do it. That, that would be something. Yeah, yeah we, we just talked about how in the games contest, Final Fantasy VI looked amazing. It had a great run. And yet, at the end of the day, 60-40 by FF7. So yeah. in, in some respects, it seems to hold within that series. So, yeah, maybe maybe we're a little overconfident in Orin. All right, so that's uh, all our main content for this week. We're going to do our sign-outs, and then if you really care about it, we're going to talk a little bit about the final Smash reveal uh, and maybe have, have some jokes about that. So if you don't want to hear about that, that's fine. You can uh, shut off the show in just a second here. But otherwise, keep listening, and uh, we'll have some extra bonus content for you. So, uh, KP, thanks for coming on tonight. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to plug or, or mention or anything people should maybe check out on the board over the next week? Yeah, I'm just happy to be here again. You know, being on the show is always a lot of fun for me. Um, you know, like I spend way too much time looking at GameFAQs contests. Um, so being able to just nerd out about it for a couple hours is pretty nice. You know, kind of justifies the hobby a little bit. Yep, uh, that's certainly true for me. <laughs> uh, it's, it, I mean, it's a fun time, but then also it's good, uh, you know, having chats in the topic uh, for the show topic as well. You get some interesting opinions and some different ideas. And then, uh, by the way, people, uh, you know, get active in that topic because that's the number one thing that I look at on the board. And if you're like, hey, I want to come on and talk to Yo and NG uh, sometime, sometime. Your best ticket to get there, being active in the topic and uh, bring up interesting conversations and giving your thoughts. Uh, always a good thing to do. Yo, anything uh, to plug before we head on out? I think we've pretty much exhausted the list. It was a long, great episode. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, thank you, KP, for you know for being on with us. I definitely want to thank. Uh, yeah, thank you, man. And I definitely thank you for that insight about match pictures and everything. That kind of opened my eyes. I like it when we dig that. That was deep. fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I also do want to thank everybody who you know listens every week. I feel like NG. I feel like we've grown over the years. It feels like it's a you know the show's a bit of a bigger deal than it was maybe like five six years ago, right? It does seem that way, yeah, in terms yeah. of, um, like, our impact on what ends up happening in people's brackets, I think has definitely gone up. And uh, it seems like the topic is pretty much active throughout the entire week. I mean, some of that uh -huh. is th there aren't as many posts on Board 8 as there were in 2008, um, obviously. But even so, like, people continue checking out the show and, and listening to it throughout the week and then bumping up the topic and then more people get to see it. The other thing I think has changed, yo, is more people are now in this like podcast habit. Like there's yeah. a lot of folks that have like, I, I there's five shows I listen to every week or there's 10 shows I listen to every week. So I, I think we kind of are getting in on some of that. Whereas back when this show launched, that was not really a thing. I was like, weird. you're gonna talk for two hours about game facts results is ridiculous but now there's a lot of even weirder <laughs> more niche yeah. Yeah. Uh, podcasts than this even that that get a following so yeah definitely so i, I mean I, I have to express you know nothing but gratitude and thanks to everybody who listens i actually kind of want to apologize but i've just been so busy and sidetracked that I, I haven't had much of an opportunity to post them in the topic myself but rest assured i actually do read the whole thing i've read every single post that's been in there so thank you guys so much for for listening and, and contributing. It definitely means a lot to me. Yep, well said. 
And uh, at this point, we're going to sign off the regular show. If you don't want to continue listening, that's totally fine. But if you do, we're going to talk the final Smash reveal. Standing in line to see the show tonight And there's a light on Heavy glow By the way, I tried to say I'd be there Waiting for Danny the girl to sing songs to me Beneath the marquee Over so By the way, I tried to say Say I'd be there waiting for